he's like, you know, this is a good crime-free place, and it's always been like that. And I was like, Pop, I have such bad news for you, because Fred Andrews got shot in the middle of your- (laughs) In the middle of your diner. I'm so sorry. Hello, and welcome to our Riverdale podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 23-year-old actor and filmmaker. I like breeding anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at the Hunter Script on Twitter. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. My favorite farm is my Uncle Tom's farm. Okay. I went there when I was young. Uh-huh. And also a little bit older than young, mm-hmm. but I haven't been there in a while. <laughs> So, I don't know, in your pre-teens, teens, yeah, yeah. a little bit older than young. You knew what I meant. I did know what you meant. Yeah, so but- come at me. <laughs> <laughs> and my name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 29-year-old journalist from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. And my favorite farm is State Farm. <laughs> I don't... I've been to a farm, like, once in my life. That's such a good joke. I have all the time in the world for that joke. My favorite farm is State Farm. Like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. Ah. We don't even have State Farm in Canada. No. Today we have words to say about episode 307 of Riverdale, The Man in Black. The Man in Black. I would just like to say, for the record, I'm furious that The Man in Black is actually just Hiram. I cannot... I refuse to believe that it's just Hiram. I'm so mad. I refuse. <laughs> this is like when we were like, the Black Hood is Hal. And then we're like, no, it's too obvious. It can't be Hal. And they're like, no, it's Hal. We're like, it's mm. the same thing. You're like, oh. Okay. So like, we were literally like, complexity here. we were literally like, it is not Hiram. And then when Hiram showed up, we were like, oh, <laughs> no. We were like, it's Hiram. And then we're like, no, no, it can't be Hiram. Because like, that's, that's too obvious. It has to be a character we haven't met yet. Mm-hmm. No. No. No, it's just, it's just Hiram. Um, so the man in black can allude to many different things, but since they mostly do films, I've decided to talk about the man in black, which is a, uh, 1949 British thriller film. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the death, uh, of her father during a freak yoga accident, Joan returns home to her widowed and suddenly very wealthy stepmother, Bertha. The latter conspires with her daughter, Janice, to drive Joan insane and deprive her of her rightful inheritance. Oh my god, is this just, like, yoga version of Cinderella? Oh. I feel like it- I don't know why it's, like- Cinderella, but make it yoga. I just, like, not that this podcast is about this, (laughs) but, like, I don't know why that yoga was so important in the first sentence of the summary, and then it doesn't have anything to do with the whole- the movie as a whole. What, you don't think people don't die in freak yoga accidents? No, I'm just saying, why- why is it yoga? I don't know. I feel like the most dangerous thing that happens in yoga is, like, someone bends over and farts. And the fact that it isn't... (laughs) And the fact that it isn't, like, a satire, like, that's coming out, like, tomorrow. It was 1949 British thriller film. Thriller film. That had a freak yoga accident in it. (laughs) Anyway, R.I.P. Joan's dad. No, it doesn't even say what his name is in the summary. <laughs> oh, if I paid attention, if I looked more, I would be able to find it, but I uh, d- I don't didn't. Care to. I, I don't didn't. care to. We have uh, some thoughts from listeners. Okay. Um, my friend Meta texted me, mm-hmm. um, and she pointed out something that we were dumb about, what which else? I love. What else is new? Yeah. Welcome to the Fashionados. Um, we're going to get something wrong. You guys talk about Fred's cupboards being open when 
on the phone with Ronnie. Isn't that because his house was torn apart by police most likely looking for Archie? It seemed in the wide shot that the hallway was a mess as well. If Archie escaped, I guess the police would come and turn over the house looking for him? That's what it looked like to me if I remember correctly. Like I said, a little late so it's probably irrelevant. Yeah, we're stupid. Yeah, we're just dumb. I just wasn't- Oh, and then she she also added, My roommate's cat opens our cupboards. And it's like, you know what? That was my favorite part of that whole sentence. Yeah, it was so good. Um- yeah, I guess I just, like, I was paying attention to the fact that his cupboards were open, but I fully wasn't paying attention to anything else. The implications so. that I yeah. had. Um, it's actually, guys, it's actually, like, a full-time job, like, being as stupid as we are. Yeah, it's really hard. So. Do you, do we want to talk about some of the stuff that Claire tweeted us today? Oh, yeah, we have to read this whole thread out. This is so funny. Okay, this is gonna be you. Okay. So, our friend Claire went on Twitter and just started talking about the whole, the, the season as a whole. I have great news, actually, because Claire is coming here. Yes. There's some beeping going on outside, but um, it's- It's um, it's, it's ambient noise. It's stuff. ambient, exactly. Yeah. Um, welcome. You are here with us in downtown Vancouver. But- What am I saying? Oh, I have great news because Claire is coming here for yeah. New Year's slash beginning of January mm-hmm. in between next week's episode and the beginning of the year episode. You know what I mean? Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Are you trying to say mid-season? Yeah, during the mid-season break, she will be here. Claire has played Dungeons and Dragons, like, a bunch. Yeah, a lot. And so she's about to talk on this thread about just, like, loads and loads of of the implications of Griffins and Gargoyles and how it's different from Dungeons and Dragons. And so we're gonna record a quick thing with Claire about Dungeons and Dragons and Griffins and Gargoyles in between the mid-season break for funsies just for you. Yeah. And that's, um, she's Kane and Griffin on Twitter. Um, this is the thread. I'm gonna start from the beginning, because I think the first tweet is the funniest thing I've ever read. Okay. Okay. Whispers quietly into the void so the Gargoyle King doesn't hear me. This Dungeons and, this Dungeons and Dragons but evil storyline on Riverdale is the craziest f***ing shit I've ever seen, ever seen, and I love every stupid minute of it. I desperately, and I mean desperately, want them to design a playable death reversion because Griffins and Gargoyle of, I'm having a hard time reading right now. Do you want to start that one over? Yeah. I desperately, and I mean desperately, want them to design a playable, death-free version of Griffins and Gargoyles. You know why? It's because she spelled Griffins wrong. Mm. <laughs> because I cannot wrap my head around the game mechanic. What the, what the heck what? kind of excuse was that? No, it wasn't. It, 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 don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> I can't read because... <laughs> she because spelled the Claire word wrong. Used one wrong letter. Can I finish this tweet now? Yeah. Okay. Because I cannot Wait, write- can you? <laughs> can you? We'll see. <sighs> you know what? I really don't know. Okay. <clears throat> because I cannot wrap my head around the game mechanics. It's like true American, but with swords. I was so sure I wasn't going to get through that tweet and you were going to interrupt me again. <clears throat> so- then- I'm not that rude. So then- <laughs> You just did it! <laughs> so then Robin replies and they're just like, okay, mm-hmm. let's talk about this game. Yeah. She says, okay, extreme nerd voice with Which asterisks. just her voice, so yeah, I don't that's, know what. Yeah, Claire, this is just her voice. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I'm super interested in is the idea of how the game seems to involve preset characters. Like, in order to complete a mission, it seems that every cohort has to have a Deadeye, a Sorcerer, or whatever, and that's really unusual. In Dungeons & Dragons, you get your group together, and everyone gets to kind of pick whoever they want to be. And usually it benefits you to have, like, one fighter and one ranger and one sorcerer and one cleric or whatever, and vary how many humans and elves and ogres or whatever. So, like, in the game I'm playing now with 
her work staff, we merged two different groups, and now out of 10 players, we have three bards, and it's f***ing hilarious because nobody needs three bards, but that's sort of the fun of assembling your own team. Aren't bards, like, are they, like, singers? <laughs> yeah, they're just dopey singers. <laughs> like, I don't even need one of these, now I have three! Yeah. But when I wrote my D&D play for our, the teen theater thing this past spring, and I made up a fake game, I built into the game mechanics that there was this sort of library of preset characters that you could choose from, so any player anywhere would know who each of these people were, but I've never seen that in a real role-playing game before. Most people really want the opportunity to build their own character and create their own story, so I'm really digging how this cohort of G&G archetypes are, like, popping up all over the whole story in weird ways. Anyway, I just really want to get my hands on a G&G manual, and I want someone to make this game playable so we can play it together. I'm afraid to play that game because I feel like we would all die. You actually think that we're all gonna go nuts with the about the Gargoyle King? Yeah, I think, I think, I think... Um, I think that you have a really bad opinion of all of us. Yeah, I probably should. So she goes on to say, is there a group of preset characters you choose from and um, they just have a smaller adventuring party? Or are there ways to play it where you can create your own characters? Are certain people drawn to playing certain types? With three players, do you even have a game master? And then... Okay, and then she goes into the Riverdale wiki, and she it's like the game wiki, and it says, okay, so you must not have to have each one because there isn't a perfect overlap between the Midnight Club and the kids. Only a few of them look the same. Like a ton of the kids, we don't know what they are, but aside from the game masters, the most notable... But aside from the game masters, the most notable... I can't say noticeable. <laughs> Stop laughing at me! I can't read! I'm Jared, I'm 19, and I never <laughs> learned how to read. Do you, you know, know how many? Weird? Do you know how many beeps I've already had to beep out yeah, so far? You know what's so weird is like I can read fine. It's just like reading out loud for some reason right now. I was always so good at cold reads, like for theater school and film school, top notch cold read. I enjoy reading out loud, but that doesn't mean I'm good at it. Mm. Okay, <clears throat> like a ton of the kids, we don't know what they are, but aside from the game masters, the most noticeable overlap is FP and Cheryl, and they're also connected via the serpent. Good job. Also. <laughs> Also, like, I'm low-key, high-key obsessed with the fact that there are a lot of the character archetypes we've met so far who are adjacent to the game fit into potential D&D character classes. Like, clerics are basically wizards who got their power from god or deity, like Sister Woodhouse. She's saying, like, is Sister Woodhouse the god or the deity? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then she decided to cast um, all of our friends as the... Um, different things. Different things, and she cast my cat as the game master, so... Yes. That's going to be a really fun journey to get him temptations. We're all going to... Yeah, he, he just <laughs> wants temptations. He just wants a treat. That's I it. got the Hellcaster. She gave me Hellcaster, which I thought was nice. That is nice. But um, also, looking at Elf Ethel's freaking vision board, I'm a little worried about being a Hellcaster in this moment. Yeah, I'm fine being sorceress because I feel like I'm already a witch. Mm. Um, So that feels good for me. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, um, I have a question for people who yeah. are listening to this. If you could pick... Which, like, I'm interested in what characters people would pick. Yeah. Like, so please, like, if you Pop want onto to- the Riverdale wiki. Yes. Read about the different roles. Mm -hmm. And then tell us who you want to be. Yeah. I'm so interested in hearing about this. I would love if I can give you some homework, which doesn't mean you have to do it. It's So it's not really homework. It's just a nice suggestion of a thing that you could do that uh, to be nice. A fun challenge. Yeah. Um, if you want, you could send us a tweet because I want to hear about which one that you would like to be and why. Mm -hmm. I think that would be super interesting and we'll retweet some of them. Oh, yeah. So absolutely. that everybody can like talk about it. I think yeah. that'd be super, super cool. Yeah. And if any of you guys have like thoughts on what we're talking about, um, if you think that we were wrong about something or that we missed something, 
um, or you'd like to elaborate on something that we said with your own views, your own experiences, feel free to um, send us a DM or a tweet or our email is aficionadospodcast at gmail.com. On our The 100 podcast, yeah. people have been sending in actual voicemails, actual audio clips, which we would love to play out. So if you guys are interested in um, talking to us about that, we would love that. Oh, so. SoundCloud comments are fine too? Yes, SoundCloud comments we definitely see. Yeah. Um, sure. And you can DM either one of us personally or text us if you have our numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's for a really small amount of people who listen to this though. So, Brittany, toot or boot? Toot. Definitely too. Yeah, for I sure. liked this episode. I am so like the template for this episode was clearly different than what they usually do, mm-hmm. you know. But what struck me was that they did the exact same thing in episode two hundred seven, and this is episode three hundred seven. So it's that. like, is this going to be seven things because they did not do this in one hundred seven? I think it was. I hope it's a seven thing from yeah. now on because I really like this sort of structure that mm-hmm. gets tied together. By, I guess, you pointed out when we were watching, you were like, is the man in black going to be in every storyline? Yeah. Yes, he was. Mm -hmm. So, I think this worked more effectively than the last episode in terms of, like, more coherent storytelling. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't enjoy enjoy it as much as the last episode. Did you mean... The last, like, three-parter, like, uh, 207. Um, Which was Tales from the Dark Side. So, if you guys don't remember, let me just um, jog your memory a little bit. So, in Tales of the Dark Side, we got the... Archie and Jughead have to deliver drugs to Greendale mm-hmm. and are and they get, like Break pop a tire and, and then they get like creeped out by the the creepy dude. Yeah. And Archie thinks that a diner has debit. Yeah. <laughs> I literally like I still think that line is so freaking funny. Do you take debit? Do you guys take debit? Like, like you're in a liminal space. I don't know if they take debit, <laughs> but whatever. Um and then we had the Josie storyline in which like she kept getting gross gifts and and drawings and they're like oh my god it's Chuck because Chuck likes to draw and also he's being nice to people and that's shady and it turned out to be creepy Cheryl and then the last one was Betty and Veronica finding out that Keller and Sierra were having an affair yeah yeah I I'm interested in why they chose to do it this time because Last time it was because what they chose as the title was Tales from the Dark Side which was a TV show Mm -hmm. episodic um, and it was like every episode, like it's not a continuous episode. Every episode is a different story, right? Yeah. So that's why they chose to to split it up into three parts. So I'd be interested in like the reason why it's split up into three parts is not as clear for this one. And so I'm just interested in why you they could splice all of these scenes up, and it would make a whole episode mm-hmm. in whatever order they had it. To be honest, I prefer watching the, it like this. Yeah, because it's like, oh, okay, here's a here's a perfect like chunks of each storyline. Yeah. Except that I would take, I would just like very scoop out the Archie storyline, mm-hmm. right? Throw mm-hmm. it away. Yeah. Put Alice and FP in his place. Mm. Done. Makes sense. Thanks. Okay, cool. Okay. So we are going storyline by storyline, but we also, it's kind of, I mean, accidentally chronological, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we're going to start with Archie and Jughead, and you did the notes for that one. I actually specifically requested to do the notes for this one just so that I could call Archie stupid a bunch. Because mm. um, Archie's stupid. Ah. Speaking of stupid, Archie. Yes. Um, so Jughead and Archie are walking near train tracks for some inexplicable reason, I guess. To be edgy. Yeah. Um, I think it's so that Jughead can take aesthetic pictures of British Columbia, you know? So Jughead says that, like, in his narration, of course, mm-hmm. 
that you'd think that they were brothers by looking at them. I think that's kind of cute, but also, no, they yeah. don't look anything alike. <laughs> it's really incorrect because they literally look nothing alike. Yeah. But, like, go off with, like, that sort of poetry that he's really trying to imbue in there. Sure. Um, and also, he's just like, so, nobody ship Jughead and Archie. Yeah. Jarchie's We're brothers. <laughs> Jughead calls Betty at a payphone because apparently those still exist. They do. Mm-hmm. And um, she doesn't answer because she's in heckin' trouble, but... Oh my gosh, Brittany, I have such a great question for you. Alright, okay, I have an answer. Okay, so my main question is, like, I get why Jughead finds it, like, thinks it's really important to call Betty, because, like, she's not answering and that's really weird. I'm just wondering why he hasn't bothered to, like, tell his dad where he's going. Yeah. If we're just not seeing that phone call, or, like, what? If he's just like, Betty, I'm really worried about you, and I'm not gonna even think about the people who are worried about me. Um, anyway, bye. Love you. <laughs> And literally, like, he doesn't think, oh, I can't reach Betty. I should try, probably try and call, like, I don't know, Alice? Can I ask you another question, Yeah, Brittany? sure, yeah, go ahead. So, all four of the main characters that we had in this episode, I found I was just having a bit of a hard time figuring out where they were going to get their education. <laughs> because it really seems like school is not a priority at this point. Obviously, Betty is gone to the sister, so it's just like, she can't learn. Uh-huh. She has to figure herself out first. Mm-hmm. Veronica, however, is, I guess, working 24 hours at Pops. Yeah, I guess. Um, Live and work. I just had a... I just had a thought. Oh, dear. But it's about the Veronica storyline. Can I say it right now sure. before I lose it? Um, it really feels like in the morning when Veronica, like, wakes up at 6 a.m., they, they're, like, opening Pops, right? Yeah. But Pops is open 24 hours. Oh, okay. They, like, turn on the jukebox, and I'm like, what about the person who was there I'm- at 5.30? Um, listen. Yeah. Continuity is not this show's strong point. Okay. Yeah. Why wouldn't he call FP? Yeah, that's a great question. I haven't- I can't stop thinking about this now. Also, is Jughead planning on also staying away forever? Also, where is he even getting change to make phone calls? Yeah. Who who carries change? I, I guess if anyone would, Jughead would. Yeah. He'd be like, I don't use cards. He'd be like, and what? Jughead that's probably doesn't even have a bank account. Too mainstream. Yeah. But, like, Archie's like Jughead, like, you should turn back, and Jughead's like, um, no. Like- how far away? They're pretty. It seems to me that they're like pretty far away. Yeah. So like, Jughead, turn back, and Jughead's still like, um, no. It's just like, how long are you planning on? Like, also, I just find it weird that he's he's like, um, Betty's potentially in trouble. Like, she's not answering my thing, but um, I'm just gonna hang out with you. Well, he has no reason to think that Betty's actually in trouble, though. But she's not answering his calls, and she like always does. Maybe because she bailed. He bailed on her, and she's like, what the hell? And so he thinks that she's mad at him. Maybe. But, like, Archie does say, like, go back. And Jughead's like, like, of the two people that I'm talking about right now, you are more likely to be a damsel in distress. So That's I'm gonna, so true. I'm going to stick with you. Because, mm-hmm. like, Betty saved herself from a serial killer. Yeah. So. Yeah. So then they conven- conveniently, like, immediately come across a farm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, that was nice. But the plot twist is that it's populated by two sisters and one of them has a gun. And I'm like, why does the littler one have a gun? Do you think Archie was, like, called to this place? Like, I don't- No, I think he's just stupid. I just, like, there was a lot of talk about being, like, feeling like this place is home and, like, oh my god, this place me is, like, it just felt vaguely magical. And I know that there's not really any magic going on in Riverdale, like, it's all in Greendale, obviously, but, like, I don't know, it just felt like he was kind of getting drawn to this place, and I don't know why. 
were okay. So my interpretation of that mm-hmm. was that it was to show how bad Archie's instincts are. Oh well, we, I knew that already. Yeah, because Jughead kept saying, "I feel weird here. It feels mm. creepy here. I think we should go." And I was just like, "No, we should stay." And it's like because he doesn't have any self-preservation instincts, and he's stupid. And this is literally Jughead being like, "You asked me to turn back. If I had turned back, you'd be dead, dead right now." Yeah. You'd be dead right now. I think it's so ridiculous that Archie's like, well, we got a bunk somewhere. And I'm like, it's not Where we night. Bunk? Like, okay, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think that maybe they're only like, they've only been walking for a day. Yeah. Because if they, he's saying we got a bunk somewhere, that means they haven't even camped yet. Mm. So they can't be actually that far from home. Because Hiram gets there in a car pretty quickly and then he gets back pretty quickly. It was literally like in the middle of the day when Archie called Veronica. And now it's still the middle of the day. He's like it's literally. Been like, it's been like three hours at most. They walked for like three hours and Archie's like, got a bunk somewhere. And Jughead's like, clearly you've never walked anywhere in your life. Or like, I don't know, slept in a tent. Yeah. Like, did they even pack a tent? No, but they packed granola bars. Boy. Oh, anyway, back to the sisters. Hmm. Um, Jughead says their names are Cal and Biff yeah. from Centerville, which is an obvious lie to anyone who has seen Back to the Future. Okay. Which I think, like, they pick up on pretty quickly, because they're like, hey, you're full of crap, we're mm. going to kill you. And Archie's like, we just need to stay somewhere. And all of a sudden, that's the thing that, like, they're like, oh, okay. Okay. So, their names are Lori and, I think- Gracie. Gracie. Yes. Which I heard Stacy at first. Oh. Um, Gracie Lake and- Robin, go ahead. So, Lori Lake is in the actual Archie Comics universe. Yes. Last episode, I was like, who's this? I don't know. But if I had actually looked at the production, like, the, the um, media release, yeah. um, I would have known. Yes, you But, would. um... The way that she is described in the Wikipedia article is Wilbur, who is, like, a different... He's just a different um, series altogether. He's basically Archie. He's under the Ar- Archie umbrella, but he's a different series. Yeah. Wilbur's steady, sweet, blonde, and beautiful girlfriend. Typically a sensible girl, but can be somewhat ditzy. She's comparable to Betty Cooper, although Wilbur prefers prefers her to her rich, arrogant rival, unlike Archie and his girlfriends. Girlfriends, plural. Yeah, literally. They're like, yeah, Ar- Archie's just like polyamorous at this point. All the time. Um, that would probably make things easier. What I thought about Gracie was pretty cool, because that made... Like, then I thought, okay, well, maybe Gracie Lake is a thing. Like, obviously not in the Archie universe, but maybe it is a thing and they're making a reference. Um, Gracie Lake is a lake located on Vancouver Island. Is that really? Yeah. So I feel like that was a nod to Vancouver, maybe. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. You know, looking back, like, you know, Betty wants Archie and Lori wants Archie. So, like, I guess they have the same, like, crappy taste. I feel like Betty's over it. Betty, Betty, Betty upgraded. The so ultimate many... upgrade is FP, but mm. I'll settle for Or Fred. The ultimate upgrade is their dads. Mm. I have so many questions about Lori. So do I. We're not going to get any answers. No, but I do. I, I'm ready to ask questions. Anyway, so the dudes eat and they ask where everyone is. Lori says the men in town work at a job down by the river, but sometimes they come back. Do they come back? Doesn't seem like they come back. They come Sam, back. our honorary aficionado, Sam. Casey. Love of your life. Yeah, I, I date her. <laughs> um... She has brought up how weirdly gendered everything is. Yeah. And I feel like I didn't notice until this episode after she had mentioned it. it. No, not really. Well, like, the thing is that she had mentioned that the only people who are having seizures, and especially looking at the trailer for next episode, all the women. It's only women who are having seizures. And it's only men. Like, the the gargoyles are gendered. Everything's gendered. Like, we brought that up a little. I think that's where she got it, is that we had brought up that only females were at the little meeting that they did. Mm -hmm. And then Sam was like, wait a second. 
Only women have had seizures. Only men have died. Manetta added to this now. All yeah. of the bo- cast, like boys who um, testified against Archie, you know, it's only men, including Dilton and Ben, yeah. Ben who have died. Um, only women who have had seizures. Only women at the farm. Only women in this town. Like, only the men get taken away from whatever. Like, it's just like, it's yeah, weird. it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. I don't, I don't, and you know what? I don't even know if it's going anywhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> we'll freaking see, I guess. Because, like, here's the thing. I thought that, like, the whole only men have died, only women are having seizures was a, a just a coincidence mm-hmm. until now. No. Like, now it's like, okay, there's no, something, something weird going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, like, it just makes me keep thinking about Evelyn ever and ever. Mm. You know? Like, I still can't stop thinking about her and how, like, I think she's tied to something, but she's probably tied to nothing. Mm. Um, okay, anyway, so she offers to let them stay in their barn, which Jug is not into and Archie Super is. By this point, because she's offering to let them stay at the farm, do you think she knows who they are? That's a question I have. Do you think, did they know it was Archie before he even told her? I think so. I think so too. Hiram, I feel like Hiram had like a call out to like everywhere close for all of these places that he clearly- Controls. Controls. Have you seen this man? Yep. Does he have red hair? That's probably him. Exactly. And she's like, oh, he's wearing a hat. I don't know. <laughs> he takes it off and she's like, oh, got it. Like, I honestly feel like her being like, of course, like, can I get you to do some work? He's like, sure, I love work. And so, like, that keeps makes him stay longer. Yeah. Oh, do you need me to shave your face for you like a weirdo? Sure, why not? Makes him stay longer. Exactly. Hey, how about I kiss you for a while and make you want to stay here because we got a thing brewing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. I feel like if if she didn't know here, she'll find out in a second. Okay. Because they then go to, like, the barn where they're going to sleep. And Jughead says that the farm weirds him out and that he thinks Lori is lying. And Archie's like, um, we are too, bro. And I'm like, damn, that's fair. But he says that and then Lori's <laughs> standing right there. She's like, and it's not her walking in either. Like, no, she's, she's already there. She's already standing there. I was like, Jughead, you don't get to claim that you're good at spy stuff. If you're doing the same stupid stuff that Archie mm-hmm. is. But I've got to say, like, during this whole storyline, I was like, Jughead's making a whole lot of freaking sense. Did he Archie, doesn't always. Archie is so stupid in the storyline that I was rooting for Hiram. Mm. <laughs> I was like, Hiram, I hope you find him. Like, I hope, I hope you find Honestly, him. Honestly, like, put, put him out of his solve, misery. Yeah, solve <laughs> our problems for us. Just kill Archie. <laughs> okay, um... So Lori comes in with blankets and she and Archie have like this weird moment where like, oh. I guess we're supposed to think that they're like feeling each other, but it's mostly just like two people kind of staring at each other with no soundtrack in the mm-hmm. background. So it's just like dead eye. Here's the thing. If she ever like smiled, maybe, but like, I don't feel any emotions coming from her at all See, throughout the entire thing. I don't even need her to smile, but like any sort of like intensity, any heat yeah. in her gaze, there was right. nothing. It was just sort of like, and this is why I think by now she knew mm. because she's trying to lure Archie in and keep him there. So I think in between dinner and her bringing them blankets, she had put in a call to Hiram. Right. For sure. So that makes me feel like, I feel like if, this is all just speculation that probably is not going to matter at all, but I find it, I, yeah. I like to talk about it. I don't know if you know this, but this is what a podcast is for. Great. Yeah. I, like, sometimes I'm just like, oh, we're supposed to be talking about, like, theories and what's going to happen in the future. But I think it's important to talk about, like, what happened and will probably won't even be brought up again. We theorize about stuff all the time. So. Yeah. I just feel like if she had put in a call to Hiram, Hiram wouldn't wait until the next day to show up. You know what I mean? Like, Hiram would... 
He would go. if he said keep him there. I guess that's true. If he's like, do you think you can keep him there? And she's like, heck yeah, he knows nothing. Did you know how much of an idiot he is? And Hiram's like, I know, right? And he already offered to do work for her. Right. So, like, he's guaranteed he's going to be there for another half day anyway. Yeah, she, like, she shaves his face, she kisses him, and then he's like, listen, I can't. And she's like, okay, let me go make you some more food. Don't go anywhere. I'm making you food. It'd be really rude of you to leave if if I wasn't making you food. Exactly. But, like, I know... She probably knows that Hiram isn't a very good person. Then again, I don't know much about her morals at all. No. But she knows Hiram has, like, taken all of the men, including two of the men that mean the most to her, her dad and her brother. But, like, I almost get the potential feeling that maybe she thinks that Archie is, like, I don't know, is she worried that he's dangerous? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, he was a convicted murderer. That's so true. Exactly. So, so like... She's like, oh my god, like, he's cute, but um, you can't stay in the house with us because, oh my god. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, yeah. Plus, I, I think the motive is, get my family back. Yeah. Like, screw you, random dude. Mm-hmm. The next morning, Archie moves bales of hay, and KJ meets his shirtless scene quota for the episode only six minutes in. Wow. I feel like, other than that episode where it started with him running, that has to be a new record, right? Mm. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um. So, Jug is not about that life, because he's like, manual labor. Mm-mm. How will I maintain my hot topic chic like like scrawny look yeah i cannot do that Mm -mm. so he's like i'm gonna go take pictures of garbage and archie's like okay so um but shout out to his dedication to his aesthetic because he has a jacket on but then he was like but what if i get cold later so he tied a flannel around his waist yeah so it's just like the best of both worlds yeah yeah so he takes some picture of like some urban decay and he's like, oh, this is meaningful. But then he comes across <gasps> some interesting graffiti. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. So the runes that we're seeing on all of these things is the rune for T, the rune for G, and the rune for sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later, later we see some Ks. Yeah. But at the beginning, it's only T, G, and sacrifice. I wish we got some more because I know- I need more letters of the alphabet. Yeah. Well, like um, the people who- I think it was Screen Rant who like figured yeah. out what the um what the other ones are. Like I'd love to get some more so I can be like, "Ooh, I have the code." Yeah, exactly. I have the code. Let's figure out what it is. But right now it's still just TGK and Sacrifice, which is our brand new one. But um when I first saw it, I thought like maybe it's a little bit different because like the T is like more rotated than usual mm-hmm. and the G had like a like the G is a triangle with three dots above it. But like it was very clear that there was like an intentional like space in the triangle like it wasn't like a different artist yeah exactly so but it but it seemed like it hadn't just like chipped off you know like they actually meant to do it so i thought oh maybe it's like a different rune but i don't think it is i don't think it is yeah um but but interesting that it has sacrifice all over the place now that we know what sacrifice means why sacrifice written everywhere that's terrifying men in the town were sacrificed to work the prison um hi do you think they're all dead like, Hiram I mean, being if like... not, now they will be later. Yeah, well, I mean, Hiram's being like, of course, yes, yes, you'll get your father and your brother back. But, like, will you? Are they dead? I don't know. Mm, is the Gargoyle see. King there? Who all is the Gargoyle King? How many Gargoyle Kings are there? The Gargoyle King? Yes, we'll find The Gargoyle King. Gargoyle King. I wanted to commend them on their cat continuity. There was a cat, and he stayed where he was supposed to be. I didn't even see the cat. Yeah, there was a cat, and then in the next shot, the cat was... In the same place. I'm I just was proud so of the cat. busy w- making cow jokes that I didn't even see the cat. Ah, yes, there was a cat. Do you think it was someone's familiar? Maybe. How far away is it from Greendale? Who's to know? Who's, who's to say? Who's to say? 
Um, the town's name is Athens, just by the way. Mm -hmm. um, I'm actually pretty sure that this is just Storybrooke from Once Upon a Time. Dude, can I just, can I give you a real quick hot take about Once Upon a Time? Just then a really quick bad. one. I Well, I liked the first season. Just kidding. I actually loved the first season. The first season was top loved notch. It. I that was loved good it. TV. I think I stopped after season three. But I also did. After they didn't make Mulan gay, I was like, mm. I'm done. My main hot take about Once Upon a Time is that it should have always been called Storybrooke. Wait, the show? Yeah. I always thought the Storybrooke would have been a way better name than Once Upon a Time. I could get down with that opinion. Because, like, here's the thing. You Google Once Upon a Time and you're like, this is already a saying. Yeah. Anyway, that's my hot take about like Once it. Upon a Time. But Athens, capital of Greece, Athena, goddess of wisdom. Yeah. No. Yeah. Feel free to visit Steveston, BC sometime if you want to check this set out. Jughead meets a mysterious old lady whose only hobby seems <gasps> to be sitting outside of dilapidated gas stations and telling strangers about drugs. Um, do you have any thoughts about this old lady? Not about the old lady, but the sign that said Athens also had hey there in the bottom, but it was hey, like H-A-Y, and I thought it was funny. I mostly just thought, like, I hope their town mascot is that one big cow that everyone's talking about cow. on the internet, yeah. which Robin still hasn't seen for no. some reason. I'm going to show you the big cow. Okay. Okay, literally, I'm just going to Google big cow. Watch the results. Big cow. Look, this is the biggest cow you've ever seen. That just looks like a regular cow. It's not that cow. Oh. <laughs> big okay. cow. See, okay. that's a big cow. I, I must say, I had not seen that until this moment. I don't know how I missed it, but I did not. Like, like usually, like sometimes when you say, like, oh, here's a meme, and I'll be like, oh, I don't know what meme you're talking about. Then you'll show it to me, and I'll be like, yes, I do know what meme you're talking yeah. about. But that one I had not seen. But, like, that's so weird. Because but then it turned out to not be the... No, but, like, this is this is the thing. is There was, like, big cow. Yeah. But then there was an even bigger bull. Oh, okay. Yeah. But then it turned out that the cow wasn't as big, right? No, he's pretty big still. But, but He's not two meters like, tall. I thought that one was a hoax. This one isn't a hoax? Alexa, was the big cow a hoax? Sorry, I'm not sure about that. Well, what use are you? Oh, because he's not actually a cow. Oh. Oh, it's cat. He's a steer. Okay. But he really is that big. Okay. Yeah. He, he big boy. Okay. Big boy. But there was- Nickers. His name is Nickers. His name is Nickers. So Isn't he's the- He's the- He's the town mascot. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Great. That was a great way we got there. We got there. Big- Anyway, if anyone wants to see a big cow, just Google big cow. Okay, so this woman, she's like, you know what I'm gonna do with my day? I'm gonna sit in the garbage outside this gas station, and if I see anyone, I'm gonna give them a lot of exposition. I'm gonna be one of four people in this town yeah. right now. And Jughead <laughs> rolls up and he's like, hey, I need some exposition. Do you mind telling me the history of this town while I eat a granola bar? And she's, <laughs> she's like, like yeah, finally. Sure. She's like, I've been waiting for this for like weeks. And also, I haven't seen a man around in a while. How have you not been pulled into the mines? But I, or my, uh, the mines? Ooh, Ooh, her brain's on Sabrina. That's what like my main like thought, like I expected those little girls to be like, what? Like, why aren't you working at the prison? Yeah. How did you get here? Huh? But they weren't. I don't know. Anyway, they were just like, we're just here to be kind of creepy. Just yeah. Just really creepy. Yeah. Because, well, I have some thoughts about these girls. Okay. So here's the exposition. Yes. She says the town wasn't always like this. AKA, I hope not. Yeah. It wasn't always, like, deserted. Um, it was hit first with Jingle Jangle, but now it's back to Fizzle Rocks. So one would assume that actually it was hit first with Fizzle Rocks, then Jingle Jangle, then Fizzle Rocks. Nice Fizzle Rock sandwich. Mm -hmm. The symbols started showing up at the same time that the rocks came back. So, I mean, there's no inf new information there. really. But. It does really seem like the Fizzle Rocks go 
hand in hand with the Gargoyle King at yeah. this point. Like, there's definitely a connection. I just don't know how strong the connection is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Lori, um, now we're back at the farm, and I just want to yeah. die at this scene. Like, please, I want to go back to this old lady. I want to know more about her. <laughs> um, Lori randomly shaves Archie, because I guess he can't do that himself. I'm so uncomfortable. Why would they? Okay, and he we're just gonna... He didn't have any growth. He didn't have a five o'clock shadow. Like, there was... N- he had no need to be shaved. We're just gonna let creepy strangers hold knives near our necks now? This is why... This is why Archie Andrews has to be babysat at all times, because otherwise he will die. Like, I feel like Jughead... He's like, Jughead, turn back. And Jughead's like, no, I don't want to. Um, I can't leave you alone or else you'll die. Also, okay, so tomorrow I'm gonna leave you alone. Don't die! And then he gets back and he's like, Archie, you're literally tied Archie, up! Archie, you almost died! <laughs> Jughead Jones is 100% of Archie Andrews' impulse control. It's so true. And that is the truth. Mm-hmm. Archie Andrews almost murdered someone for real this time. Except, uh, like, save for Jughead Jones. Oh, boy. Anyway, so I guess Archie's five o'clock shadow that didn't exist because technically he's actually just a 16-year-old boy. He's they 16. Like, the most they can grow is, like, maybe, like, a patch. And Archie's a redhead, so, like, what are- Like, do you see how long it took Ed Sheeran to get stubble? A long time. Right? I support him. Okay. I love him. So, she's like, hey, I have this straight razor, um, and Archie's like, I feel safe. I'd be interested in sticking around here, even if Cal isn't. And I'm like, you're stupid. You're a stupid man. You're a stupid, stupid man. You're a boy. You're a stupid boy. (sighs) He says something about the farm makes him feel at home. My notes say maybe that's because you have no sense of self-preservation, Archie. (laughs) And I feel like I'm right. Yeah. And then Lori sits in his lap with the straight razor, like, in her hand. And I'm like, Archie, no red flags? No red flags? Not even a pink one. (laughs) Just, like, no red flags at all. Archie broke up with Veronica, like, two days ago. Yeah, but he's like, I'm a 16-year-old boy, and I have no morals. It took too long for him to be like, wait, there's another. Exactly. Took him way, way too long. He's like, like, she kisses him, and then he's like, no, wait, I love Ronnie. And Laurie's like, cool, then why are you here? And you know what he does? Hmm. Do you know what he does? (laughs) He tells her absolutely everything, because he is the dumbest man alive. There is no one dumber on this earth than Archie Andrews. If he was any dumber, he'd be dead. He almost is dead. If he was like 1% dumber, he'd be dead. His IQ is two. Mm. And that's like two more than I think it actually is. How many days have been broken up with Veronica? One. Two. Two. One. Two. One. No. Three hours. Mm. We- oh wait, okay, so a day and three hours then. I'm just- I'm so exhausted. He's like, hey, so here's my name, my address, my social security number, but I trust you because you make me feel safe. Also, here's all my credit cards. You can use tap on those. Here's my iPhone password <laughs> and, like, the names of all of my pets, past and present. Um, my dad's name, my mom, my mom's maiden name. The name of my- yeah, the name of my first pet, the, my elementary school's name, um, the name of my first car- and I'm like... The, my favorite teacher's name. My favorite thing is, like, our names aren't Biff and Cal. And I'm like, yeah, your names are not Biff Tannen and Calvin Klein. Imagine that. Imagine that. Our names aren't Biff and Cal, which are weird names. In fact, our names are Archie and Jughead. She's like, actually, Biff and Cal was more... Biff and Cal was more believable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just... I can't... I'm dumbfounded at how stupid Archie is. Like, he... there, There's a certain, like, almost, like... It's almost kind of cute that like he's so trusting Mm. except that he's been in jail and like been accused of murder and stuff so like he should know better yeah but he doesn't no i'm tired yeah okay i'm done talking about archie okay 
Um, Jughead snaps a quick paparazzi uh, picture of a painting of the Gargoyle King because he's like, oh, snap. What's with all the fan art? Is that, like, part it's of- It's all the, beautiful. Is that a part of, like, the Gargoyle King's thing? Is he's like, thank you guys so much for worshipping me, but my main thing is, can you guys just have pictures of me everywhere you go? Yeah, because he's like, I don't have Twitter, so can you just, like, put it, like, everywhere so that I can see it when I travel places? Thank you. I like that. I get it. So he comes across three girls playing G&G in the back of an old pickup truck, which is a totally normal place to be playing a game. Their names are Pearl, Tiffany, and Daisy. And they, they have very normal instincts. It's like, hey, you could play that in a house or on, on a lawn, but instead you're playing in the, in the back of an abandoned pickup truck. Like, I feel if I was that and lady, dirty. the lady who, like, he was talking to earlier, he'd, like, walk over there and she'd be like, hey, weird predator, stop talking to those children. I told you her only- she- she's- she's literally one of those video game characters mm, that just literally. kind of stands there and waits until you walk up to them. And, pr- and press A. an info dump, and then you leave, and they just go back to, like, freezing. Yeah. And they're like, I have no existence outside of when you approach me. Yeah. You specifically. hmm So Jughead's like, hey, where did you learn to play that game? And he's- they're like, oh, our older brothers. And I'm like- but they're gone now because they've gone to work building a prison that is also a drug, drug lab for Fizzle Rocks. So Hiram was manufacturing the Jingle Jangle or took over manufacturing the White Worm. Mm-hmm. Now he's moved on to Fizzle Rocks. He's like, that was my favorite from back in the day. Let's bring it back. The Fizzle Rocks are tied into the Gargoyle King thing. Yeah. So there has to be, like, Hiram has to be involved in this thing that he says he's not dorky enough to be involved in. <laughs> yeah. He's like, that's my excuse. No one will ever think it's actually me because I'm way too cool. Exactly. He's like, oh, hang on. Clifford Blossom called himself the Candyman? Oh, ha- hold my imported beer. Are you talking I'm about- the Gargoyle King. Are you talking about the Sugar Man? Was it the Sugar Man? Yeah, but the that wasn't man? Clifford either. Yes, it was. It was certainly was not. It was the teacher from Southside High. Oh, right. And then he got murdered by the Black Hood. Here's the thing. I don't care. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, the girls ask where he's staying, and they're unimpressed when Jug says it's with the lakes, because apparently Gracie used to be their friend, but she, like, acts too good for everyone, even though their dads all work for the men in black. Okay, I didn't need That's this exposition really, about like, Gracie. Like, I know nothing about her, and I don't care. I, what, I, I don't, What was the point of, okay. I don't know. Anyway, um, he says, she says man in black, and Jug is like, Hiram. Oh my god, the Hiram, I've heard that before. I've never seen anyone else wear a suit in my entire life. Dude, Okay. Here's a question I had for a little bit later, but actually it kind of works now as well. Mm-hmm. How is Hiram called the man in black so widely? You know, like, one thing yeah, we were talking about- like, in a crazy way. One of the things that we were talking about recently on the Lost podcast is that um, they're the main, like, sort of creepy villains of the beginning of the series are called The Others, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, um, if you guys don't know what Lost is about, it's about um, the this plane crash, right? And it turns out there are other people on the island, so they call them The Others, and they're like kind of evil, kind of scary, because like you don't know anything about them, and they, they aren't the nicest, yeah. clearly, because bad things. Yeah, other from the beach survivors. Exactly, there's, there's creepy things that happen, and it turns out that there are another group of survivors that were from the tail section of the plane that come in a little bit later in the series, and we were saying that we really appreciate the fact that our main survivors call them the others but the people in the in the tail section don't call them the others no. because they have no reason to call them the same thing that the other people call them yeah. you know it's like the others came from this other care that just it came from something within the main survivors yeah, it yeah. wouldn't make sense for the tailies to also be calling them the others because where would they have gotten that lingo exactly so the fact that Hiram is called the man in black so widely makes me think that Hiram is like Call me the man in black. You know what I mean? This is the thing. Is I think that's so 
funny. Like, mm-hmm. that's yeah. funny in a way where it's like, I'm not laughing, but that's so freaking funny to me. Is like, he's like, you don't know my name. Mm-hmm. My name is the man in black. Calling the man in and black. And I'm like, it would take like a five second Google search to know who you are because mm-hmm. you were in prison like pretty famously. So like, I feel like a lot of people know yeah. your name, but like, go off. Like, another thing is, it's just like, Archie... <laughs> <laughs> when he was like talking to Lori, not only did he give her his mother's maiden name and blah 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 and it's everything, so just just yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. He it's also favorite. said, "Also, this is the man who is looking for me. This is the name Hiram of the man. Lodge. His name is Hiram Lodge." And it's like Hiram isn't even always in black. No, sometimes he's in navy. Yeah, it's the man, the man in, in navy. navy. See, this is why I think Reese's nickname for person of interest actually would have worked better for Hiram, the man in the suit. I know, but he's then you would have been like annoyed. Suit. You would have been mad. Yeah, but I'm mean, gonna be mad either way. I'd rather be mad at, like, more logically than this. Anyway, Archie puts his shirt on. Finally. Congrats to KJ. Lori brings him eggs and then, like, watches him eat them for a second? KJ eats some ice cream challenge. What? Because he deserves it. Oh, okay. He, he does, because he works out so hard. He does. He does deserve some ice cream. So, Lori, like, creepily watches him eat and then, like, walks behind him with a frying pan and then like hits him in the head with a cast iron frying pan. I just want to say for the record, if that was a cast iron frying pan, Archie would be dead. Like think about how heavy something cast iron is. Remember when we were at Target last week and yeah. we picked up that cast iron Dutch oven? Mm-hmm. Think about that in frying pan form. That would kill a man. Yeah. But just, okay. She's like, ding. At any point during these like last, not even 24 hours, she fully could have drugged him. Yeah. Like, she was feeding him, feeding him, feeding him, feeding him. They could, like, Emperor's New Groove style, put it in their stuff, and then hand it to them. But what would you and then, even poison them with if you're on a farm and you don't have access to resources because the whole town shut down? I'm just saying. Fair she enough. could have. She fed him so much. But then, also, you know, he was then, sleeping at one point. Then she would mess up because, and then accidentally put it in, like, everything and then have to, like, mix it all up, right? Oh, and then yeah. everybody would have to, like, pour their drinks on the plant next yeah. to them. In which that plant would then turn into a llama. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, so the end game of this is that Archie turns into a llama. He would be so much more interesting. So much better than this plotline. Yeah. Cool, so from now on, Archie's a llama. Great. Cool. And then- A llama! Okay, so you'd think that he actually turns into a red llama, but he Mm. turns into a black goat. Oh. And then Hilda and Zelda show up to the farm, Mm. and they- take the goat and they buy the goat for Sabrina's dark baptism and then buy Archie. Black Narcissus. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Actually, you know what? That's probably how Hyrule dies. Mm. Yikes. Okay, so Jughead sneaks back up on the farm just in time to see the man in black arrive. Don't hold your camera like that, you moron. <laughs> and, but like, dun dun dun, it actually really is Hiram, at which point uh, we both were just like, oh, Um, He's there meeting with the lakes. So Jughead makes for the uh, barn. And finds Archie tied up. And I feel like in that moment, Jughead was just like, of course. Who you, new driver? There's a new driver who doesn't have a name. I'm pissed. Hmm. Perhaps I will get one. Who you? So he frees Archie while giving us more exposition about Hiram owning the town. Like, in case we didn't get it the first time. Yep. Jughead wants to run and Archie wants to stay. And then that's literally the next two minutes of this scene. It's just going, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Murder? No. Archie finally got out of jail for being wrongfully accused of murder and he thought you know what would make this better now that i'm exonerated is to actually commit murder and i cannot believe that the only reason that archie chose not to commit murder is jughead was like a girl will be sad i fully believe that no totally I i to me this was the most believable part of the episode is archie's been through hell and back 
He's watched his dad get shot. His friend's dad, like, straight up murdered a bunch of people. And then his girlfriend's dad framed him for murder. I feel like it's so believable that he gets out of jail and he's like, you know what? I've already, I've already gone to the darkest place. I'll go again. I'm gonna kill him. Well, I didn't, sorry, I didn't mean I can't believe, like, I literally can't believe. I was saying it, like, colloquially. Like, I just think it's so crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like, Archie's not, like... I shouldn't commit murder because it's a bad thing to do. Yeah. Because it will make a mess, you know? Archie, like, has no sense of self-preservation. Like, it's just about Veronica. He's like, hey, you know what I am trying to do? Avoid jail. So what yeah. am I going to do? Do something that would land me back in jail. A. Gotcha. Um, Ooh, Jughead says it would be two against four, so I guess he's, like, counting the new driver? Yeah, probably counting the new driver and Gracie. Mm-hmm. And I would be most afraid of Gracie because that girl always has her gun on her. Yeah, that's weird. And I'm weird. like, you're a little young to have a gun. I'm, like, so interested. I'm honestly, like, pretty interested in this town. Like, it see- it really seems like, and it's clear that, like, it's because everybody's, like, pretty doped up on yeah. fizzle rocks or whatever. But everyone's in this weird trance that's kind of, yeah, it's just creepy. It's really creepy. Um, Do you think she's putting fizzle rocks? I mean, you know, obviously you'd taste them, but, like, fizzle rock type stuff in, like, oh the food? Oh my god, duh, that's what she'd poison Archie with. And that's probably why Archie's like, this is my home. And Jughead, I mean, I guess Jughead was like, I don't know. Hmm. Jughead's like, I'm having a bad trip. Yeah, he's like, this is weird. <laughs> so Jughead pulled the big gun and asked, would Ronnie ever forgive him for killing your dad? Yeah. Which, like, dude. No. I mean, she'd be like, yeah, he sucked, but also he was my dad. Yeah. Yeah. Lori asked Hiram if her father and brother's debt will be paid in exchange for Archie, and Hiram's like, yeah, I'm kind of worried about her father and brother now because this deal obviously fell through. Yeah. So I guess she doesn't get her family back. I guess not. Archie and Jughead took off. They need a plan now because Hiram will keep following him, which was, like, the one thing that Archie was right about. I'm so surprised that Archie was right about anything. Oh, my God. So Jughead does the most relatable thing in the world, which is suggesting they go ask his mom for help. Yeah. Because, like, whenever I'm in trouble, I'm like, Mom. Yeah, I'm like, Mom, please. How do I cook chicken? I am... Yeah, exactly. This is, this is like, the thing that I was most interested in was, like, this last minute where they set up that they're going to find Jughead's mom. Mm. The rest of this plot line, I just, I didn't need. We have been waiting for Gladys and Jellybean since 104. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. Although the lady who plays Gladys. Gina Gershon? Yes. On Brooklyn Nine-Nine, she sent some of our favorite characters. No, I mean, no spoilers. But she spent, sent some of the main characters to prison. She's evil. She's such a babe. We have two very different opinions on Gina Gershon. She's evil, you guys. She was mean to my friend Andy Samberg. I love that you can so clearly tell in this exact moment which one of us is buying, which one of us is ace based on our opinion of Gina Gershon. <laughs> I thought it wasn't even just like, Andy Samberg is so cute. Oh my god, why would you send him to jail? I was literally like, my friend Andy my Samberg! Friend Andy Samberg! <laughs> I had a dream we got married once! Did you really? Yes, oh god, I did. I had a dream that I got married to Matt Smith last night. But here's the thing, I wasn't like... It wasn't because I was, like, in love with Andy Samberg that I was marrying him. Like, he asked me to marry him, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna get so many Twitter followers. This was, like, a year ago. I have to, like, live with you. I love Andy Samberg. You know He's lovely, though. Part is? He also He also is already married, so that's okay. You know what? I have I have a counter-argument for you. Mm. Would Twitter even be usable with that amount of followers? Because mm. I feel like there's a threshold of Twitter where after a certain amount of followers, yeah. it doesn't become a usable platform. Honestly, Unless I feel like... Ariana Grande. Yeah, like, you gotta get, like, a separate... I I know a lot of, like, I don't... A lot of a lot of verified people have side accounts. Side accounts, yeah. and also I know that Scott from Pentatonix... Don't ask me how I know this, but I know that Scott from Pentatonix, like, has... Like, you know how you can make, like, lists? Mm-hmm. Like, Twitter lists of, like, people, and then you can, like, go on there and, like, see a different timeline? 
I know he has a list in which he can just like go on his and like he's only put people that he actually wants to hear from because like he follows me he follows a lot of like people who he probably doesn't actually care to hear from Mm -hmm. so so anyway that's the end of that garbage storyline it wasn't even garbage it's just like it was quite a good storyline yeah it's just that Archie is horrible Mm. and that's it that's all I got for you okay Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, I will take over the rest of the pod, the rest of the podcast. Okay, now. I will hand this flame to you. Thank you there so you much. Yeah, yeah, I've got the talking stick now. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the talking stick. That's mm-hmm. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But first, but first, let me take a selfie. Let me talk to you about a convention. Oh, that we can now mention. Oh my god, I rhymed. I'm so excited. Oh my god. Okay, so you guys might have heard of us talking about a convention called Unity Days. It happens every January, and it is for the hundred, which is shot right here in Vancouver. This is going to be the third year that we go, and it's wonderful. We go and we speak on a panel because we're fancy podcast ladies. Love that you think we're fancy and not just two idiots who lucked out. We work hard for you. <laughs> we work really hard. Me, idiots, you. Um, I try hard, but yeah, it's a really fun pop convention, <laughs> and um, we have a good time there every year. We get to go and like talk to fancy people that are in the shows that we like. And wow, do I ever have great news? Because the people who are our friends who make Unity Days have prepared for you all the very first Canadian Riverdale convention. In the very place that Riverdale is shot, just like the 100, here in Vancouver, Canada. So guess what? We're going to be there because it's right down the heckin' street at the Pinnacle Hotel Harborfront Beach. Quite literally down the street from us. And um, it's happening on November 8th to 10th, Mm -hmm. 2019. Mm -hmm. And there will be some fancy people there. Inevitably, there will be some cool fancy people who are in the cast there. We will definitely be there. Mm -hmm. Honorable aficionado Sam will be there. Claire, the Twitter thread master, will be there. And just like a whole and lot of fun. And you should also be there. And you should also be there if you have the... Um, if you have the means and the motive, yeah. join us. Honestly, like the best thing about Unity Days isn't even like seeing... Because honestly, at this point, this is the third Unity Days. Like, I love seeing Richard Harmon, who's the light of my life, but this is the third year that I'm seeing him, you know? So I'm just like, I love you. I love you so much. But, but my friends are here. But my friends are here and they're from the internet. And so I only see them once a year. <laughs> So, bye, I love you. Whereas I'm like, I think routinely once a day, I have a moment of complete panic where I'm like, I'm going to meet Paige Turco at the beginning of January, Mm. and I'll probably die after that. I I might not even make it to the Riverdale Con, sorry. Oh, no. Oh, no. I I don't want to go by myself. Oh, you're going to have to. Me and Sam will go. Okay. Okay. There you go. She'll just take over my spot. She'll be much smarter anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But anyway, I guess... You can go on to, what's their website? UnityEventsCanada.com. UnityEventsCanada.com. Let's actually check and see if yeah. that's right. Um, you can follow them on Twitter at Unity Events Canada. It's really great. I would say Unity Day, I've been to a, a bunch of confession, confessions, conventions, and Unity Days is always my favorite. So our friends Leanna and Maya are the runners of that, mm-hmm. and they are so capable, and they run a really great convention and so we can even though this is obviously the very first one we can speak to how wonderful and great it will be and it's called the sweet river con because we forgot to mention that yeah but it's called the sweet river con so their website is unityeventscanada.com their um twitter is also unity events canada you should follow them uh it's unity events ca um you should follow them talk to them get to know them because they're angels and um yeah you should come hang out with us yeah 
You should definitely, and then you can say hi. Uh, well, go on our Twitter and make sure you know what we look like. And then you can say hi at the Riverdale convention and we can all go out for dinner. Oh, this is nice. Yeah. We can all hang and out. Not, and we can all rag on Archie together except for... Megan. Megan, who likes Archie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think if there's one of our listeners who likes Archie, and it's Megan, and God bless you, and yeah. I'm sorry for the way I recapped that, I've and dragged your boy. Dragged your boy. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I think she'll be all right. Yeah. Anyway, thank you. This has been our plug. I'm happy that we did it. Not sponsors, but also... Yeah, not sponsors. In fact, we sponsor them. Yeah, literally, we sponsor them. <laughs> we give them money. Um, because we love them so much. Want to talk about Veronica? Yeah. Okay. Every time I ask Brittany, do you want to talk about blank? She has to be like, oh. she literally takes a moment. She's like, do I... I genuinely, I take that question very seriously. And you always answer truthfully. Yeah. Because it's like, you know what? I really liked Ronnie's storyline. Yeah. But if you said, hey, do you want to talk about Archie? I'd be like, no. No. I don't want to. <laughs> That's no in French. No. No. I don't speak French. I didn't go to freaking school for French. Actually, I, I did. I literally didn't. I did. I lived I didn't in the United like States it. during oh. grades four and five when we were supposed to be learning French. And I then know. I did a bit in grade six, but I obviously got a C because I'd missed two years of French. So I love a tangent. Okay. Let's talk about Veronica. Okay. So uh, Veronica is packing up because she's going to go live at her speakeasy at Pops. Good. Okay. She's like, this is less expensive than a hotel room. I already own this. So I'll just do this. And also she lives in a very toxic household. How? Never mind. I was going to say, how is Veronica making money to pay for her mortgage? Uh, she owns a business, Robin. Yeah, I was going to say, um, like, the business. So her mom comes in and she's like, sup, don't go after Archie. And she's like, I'm not going after Archie. He dumped me. Yeah. So. Unlike you, my whole life doesn't revolve around a man. Yeah. Well, drag her. And you know what? This sucks because it turns out that Mineta is missing. So Archie's still, like, off- like, he's not, he doesn't have to be in jail anymore, but no one gets the blame. Yeah. Like, Manette is supposed to take all the blame for it. Like, somebody, Veronica there's wants somebody to pay for no it. There's no Patsy. Yeah. And so Hermione's like, I don't know, the dude had a lot of enemies. Like, could have been anybody. And Veronica's like, cool, so it was you? And she's like, do you really think I'm capable of something like that? Yes. It's like, last season I sure would have thought so. But I noticed that she used the word capable, and I feel like she's used the word capable before, and Alice certainly has used the word yeah. capable before. Like, I remember Alice being like, you know what I'm capable of. Yeah. Which I'm still waiting for, like, the real, like, like, really, what does that mean? You know? Because, like, you're like, sure, so she was a serpent and stuff. Yeah. Like, But, like, at that what point, she, she hadn't killed, like, Dwayne or anything, yeah. and, like, nothing had happened, really. So she's like, you know what I'm capable of. And he's like, arguing well? Like, I don't know. <laughs> at that point, Alice Cooper wasn't a murderer. Yeah, she was like, I was a serpent once, how? And she, he was like, okay. So she's like, cool, so you and Dad can celebrate, because I'm about to leave. I think this scene is actually really sad. It is sad. Because... Hermione and Veronica are trapped in a cycle of abuse. Mm -hmm. And Hermione's like, you can leave, but I can't. Yeah. Like, Hermione can't leave. The only time she was free was when he was in jail. She had even, like, said that earlier. She had been like, you have freedom that I don't have. Yeah. So, Veronica can leave, but as this storyline demonstrates, she can't go far. No. Because he will manipulate and gaslight her back into, like, being in the fold. Yeah. And, like, I think the show is now aware that they were in an abusive relationship and that this Hiram is an abusive figure. But for a lot of season two, it was very toned after that. I'm just waiting for freaking what's her name? Re uh, Kelly Ripa to come in. I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm so excited. Like, I really feel like... Because of course Hiram has a girlfriend. Though, how do you, how, how do you step out on Hermione Lodge? 
Have you seen Hermione Lodge? <laughs> I'm just like, I'm wondering if he, if he's going to be like her longtime side piece or if she's like just going to come into the picture a la Mariah Reynolds say no to this. Mm, I think she's a longtime side piece. You think so? Yeah. Because like, here's the thing. You know, I'm, I want to be sad for Hermione, but also Hermione doesn't want to be in this relationship. Veronica said that her parents don't say I love you to each other. So, like, I kind of want this to be, like, Hermione's, like, rather than being, like, oh, no, like, oh, he's leaving me because, oh, he's been cheating on me forever. I have an excuse to leave And be, like, this is my freedom moment, you know? So, I hope that's what it is. Free Hermione. So, Veronica goes to her speakeasy and everything. So, it's clear that Pops is open 24 hours, but the speakeasy obviously isn't. Yeah. It looks cold down there. It literally did. And Veronica was like, I'm going to sleep in negligee. And I'm like, what? <laughs> That's not even. And here's the thing. Ooh, Brittany, are those leather seats? Yeah. Oh, she's going to wake up. She's going to be stuck to them. I was like, where's your oversized t-shirt and sweatpants? Ugh. You know? Her alarm goes off at 6 a.m. That ain't right. The only reason I can think of her doing that is that she doesn't want Pop to know she's living there. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, she clearly has gone up there and is already working before Pop is even there. Yeah. Once again, Pop's is supposed to be open 24 hours. But maybe it was and she was just starting, like, an early shift. Yeah. You know? She took over from someone else. There must be somebody who knows then. Because, like, whoever's working the late shift, you know, that one time when we were like, Pop is a is a what, what uh, an immortal being uh, who yeah. just works all the time and never sleeps. Like, there was somebody who was working the late, late, late mm-hmm. shift who saw Veronica come up and be like, uh, you didn't come through the front door. You know, like yeah. somebody knows, but nobody knows. Yeah. yeah. Nobody knows. Nobody. Uh, for in the show's case, nobody knows because uh, just in general about all of Riverdale, nobody knows. Nobody knows. So my, my questions was, does Veronica not want pop to know she's living there? Question mark. Does pop live there? Question mark. I don't think Pop lives there, but I think she does not want Pop to. Because she talks about, or like, he talks about it being in his family for like generations and generations. Yeah, but just the building. Yeah. Okay, cool. So at the speakeasy after school, question mark, it seems like potentially, uh, like it could be the weekend, but it feels like it like, it feels like casino night is on the weekend. Yeah, like, like Veronica's storyline seems seems to me to happen over, like, a full week. Yeah. Like, the, the timing is different in each of these storylines. Yeah. So nobody's really out of speakeasy, speakeasy except some, like, randoms playing G&G. Yeah. And there's, like, four of them. Um, I thought the speakeasy would be more successful based on, like, the cool concept. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think that, like, the kids who are, like, it'd be, like, the VIP room. But it's also, like, somewhere to go hang out, do your homework, like... Which is what pops Hang out with is. your friends. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But it's kind of cute, actually, because if you, like, look at those randoms, like, a serpent and a bulldog are, like, playing the game together, and that's, G&G like, nice. bringing people together. It is bringing people together and also bringing people apart because they're dying. No, yeah, good point. Reggie asks... Reggie, like... <sighs> Reggie is just always there. I am so excited for the clear... And if they're not doing this, I'm mad. Because this... it's it, it feels inevitable. I've, like... Reggie and Veronica... When I read the comics when I was, like, starting at, like, six years yeah, old same. on, it was Betty and Archie, and Reggie, Reggie and Veronica. Yeah. That was, like, and Jughead was by himself with Hot Dog, you know? Like, like it was yeah. always Reggie and Veronica for me. So, exactly. like, and the fact that Cammie and Charles are, like, dating in real life. I love it. And when did that start? And, like, did the writers write this because they were dating or did they start dating because of this? You know, like, I just have questions about that. But... <sighs> I love it, and I hope it happens. I don't think the writers wrote it because they started dating, just because, like, I don't know if cast relationships would have that much influence on a story. Mm-hmm. 
But I do think that it's really cute that they get to work together so much. Yeah. And like, I think that this might be, hopefully, if Reggie has kind of developed um, a healthier relationship for her, mm-hmm. um, where she's not having so much underage sex. Yeah. But, you know, who knows? It's Reggie. I just kind of, I want her to be happy. Her relationship with Archie was just full of drama. She could still be having a lot of underage sex, but we probably won't see it as much because it's not Archie. Yeah. If which, it happens. Um, that's fine with me because... I'm not interested these, in these that. These kids are like 16. Still. Yeah. Also, I'm waiting for somebody else to have a birthday. Jughead had a birthday in season one and I'm just waiting for somebody else to have a birthday. Thanks. Okay. That's a, I'm just waiting for somebody to age. Alright. They're talking about how they're kind of just barely scraping by right now. Like, Reggie's like, ugh, I don't have a job. And Veronica's like, oh, uh, yeah, come work here. Yeah, he's like, like, okay. And now they're like, we don't have money. And he's like, ah, oh, I came to work here, though. Um, and so they have to do a side hustle. So they're gonna do a casino night. Just one night. Millennial as hell. Just one night. Don't you still need a casino license for one night? Yes, you do. Okay. You need a gambling license. So she goes to talk to Elio, who I really thought was going to be in one episode, and then one episode in season three. He showing up again. But he just keeps showing up. Do you think this is the end of him now? Yeah. Okay, great. Oh, yeah. I definitely think he's... Great. Gonzo. Bye. Um, she calls him Mr. 21 because Blackjack, mm-hmm. obviously. Oh, my next note is just Elio sucks. Not that he's, like, a bad character or anything. I just, like, don't like him. Yeah, no. Thanks. You should, they make him unlikable and they do a good job of making him unlikable. Yeah. She wants to offer him 10% of the proceeds for helping and then they kind of like do a back and forth and it gets to, he gets 25% of the proceeds. I love how much she lowballs him because she knew that 25 was her hard line anyway. Yeah. She's like, I'm gonna start up low. Yeah. Well, she's just like, I'll give you 1%. And he's like, what the hell? He's <laughs> like, this isn't how haggling works. Yeah. And she's like, oh, well, the house always wins anyway, right? And he's like, yes, winkity wink. <laughs> Totally. Blank totally it's always like people wins. who go to casinos, like, do y'all ever wonder why the casino owners are the, always the rich ones? Mm-hmm. She says that to pay for it, she took out a second mortgage on the diner, so yikes. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. How does a 16-year-old have two mortgages? Cool. How old do you have to be to get a mortgage? You have to be 18 to get a mortgage. Riverdale. I don't know if you know this, but your show isn't realistic. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm only just now noticing that. <laughs> yeah. And also she's like, hey, can you just like keep it between us because I don't want my dad to know. And the next shot is like, your dad knows. Yeah. Like, I don't know how she thought she could do anything. Yeah. Like, he obviously owns the banks at this point. Yeah, exactly. So he comes into Pops and he asks for a cafe con leche. <laughs> and a cafe con leche is Spanish for coffee with milk. And it's a Spanish coffee beverage consisting of strong and bold coffee, usually espresso, mixed with scalded milk in approximately a one-to-one ratio. So he's like, hey, can I have a fancy coffee? And she's like, sure, here's some garbage coffee. <laughs> Anything else, Dad? It's like, cafe con leche? He's like, no, you'll have black coffee and you'll like it. Yeah, exactly. You want fancy coffee? Go to Starbucks. Here's the thing. Him paying for his coffee at the end is like, oh, that's a nice gesture. But when you think about it, he didn't drink the coffee. Like, he literally just pays her and he's just like, I know times are tough, you know, so I'll pay you for it, okay? Even though I didn't drink it. It's just for you. You know what? She should have said, damn it. I hate that I don't write the show because I would have been like, do you want that in a to-go cup? Do you want that in a to-go cup, Dad? Yeah. Can I get you that in a to-go cup? We have these novelty pops tumblers. They cost a thousand dollars. You'll take two. Yeah, you'll take two and you'll like them. Yeah. Yeah. So they she's sell like them at Hot Topic. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, why are you even here? And he's like, Oh, well, your mom is really worried about you. Like ever since Archie abandoned you. Like, oh yeah, you're like her mom is really worried. Mm-hmm. Really, Hiram? Yeah. 
Ever or, since Archie abandoned you, even though you're the one that fully drove him away, but go off. Okay, I have a question for you. Okay. Do you think it's that Hermione is worried about her? Mm. Do you think it's that Hiram is worried about her? Or do you think it's that Hiram is irked that she's not under his thumb? I feel like all of these things could be true. Oh, so D, all of the above. Yeah, like I... I'm trying to figure out if, because, like, here's the thing. Hermione's character flip-flops all over the place Mm -hmm. all the time. And so, like, I can't tell if Hermione's the type of person to, like, be like, uh, Veronica, please don't leave me here, you know? Like, um, you know, things are scary. I don't really want to be here. And, and, um, do you really think I'm capable of that sort of stuff? And also turn around and be like, Hiram, Veronica left. Oh, no, I'm so worried about her. Go talk to her because she, like, disobeyed us or whatever. You know, like, I can't tell if she's that type yeah, of person. Yeah, it's hard to get a read on Hermione because her personality does change every episode, which is very much um, early seasons Cheryl. Yeah. It was like, I don't know what you are, but I know I love you. Mm-hmm. Sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, I don't know. He's like, listen, I'm just really hurt that you, like, didn't ask me for advice about your casino, you know? Like, you're literally inviting criminals in here. And she's like, they're not criminals. And he's like, cool. Right. They're criminals, though, for sure. And I'm like, he says as a criminal. I mean, but she goes, they're not criminals. I'm like, your criminal dad was the one who gave you the connection to Elio in the first place. Mm -hmm. And Elio's part of a crime family. And you knew that because your dad used the word crime family. Yeah. (laughs) So what's the truth? What's the truth? So this is one of my favorite parts of the entire episode, okay? Hiram turns to Veronica and he goes, are you like mad at me or something oh my god (laughs) this so perfectly illustrates like the idiocy of the male like brain yeah and by the male brain i don't mean all men i mean like tv men who just are clueless this is art this is just archie do you think that hiram's being clueless or do you think he's he's like specifically choosing his words to be no i think he specifically has no clue why veronica's mad at him really i think that i think that she i think that he thinks that she should be over it because like archie's gone so like get over it oh i thought because he said things like archie abandoned you even though he knew what he did and are you like mad at me he says are you angry about something but like are you like mad at me like i don't know i was under the impression but i think two things can also be true but it could be that he's doing that to slowly erode at her defenses too because he's like forcing her to talk he's a top-notch gaslighter that's what he does exactly he's like well, Archie abandoned you, and so that seeds now in her brain, mm-hmm. which is, oh, he ran away from me. And then, are you mad at me? And so now Veronica now has to state all of the reasons why she's mad at him, and then she has to start thinking about, who am I really mad at? Like, it's brilliant manipulation. And it, and it works, because at the end, he's you, just- I think you're right. Yeah, your interpretation is right. And it works, because at the end, she's like, my dad's okay, Pop. Yeah. He helped me, me morp. But, so in the next part- She's just like, hey, dad, just wondering, did you just come here to be a douchebag? Or, like, may I help you? Like, what do yeah. you actually want here? Like, what's, um, um, what's your motive here? And he's like, I just wanted to remind you who your real allies are. Because me and your mom, like, we're here for you. Okay? And she's like, thank you. Goodbye. Like, um, were you there for her when you were put in jail? So she kicks him out of this empty restaurant, even though, like, I just, like, Pops has been so empty lately, and I'm just, like, Pops is supposed to be, like, like, it makes sense because she's just, like, oh, we're, like, just scraping by, oh, no, blah, but, like, also, like, just scraping by doesn't mean that it's empty all the time. Oh, my next note was just school, question mark, question mark, question mark, but we've what already school? mentioned school? Never heard of it. Yeah. That's another thing is, like, Ethel's, like, this isn't Riverdale High, and I'm, like, what's Riverdale High? <laughs> this isn't Riverdale High, and I'm, like, I don't know how to read. <laughs> 
I don't know what just happened here. I feel like I just had like a stroke. Um, my, my brain was going somewhere, and then it was overcome with rage about Ethel, and I just couldn't keep talking. I was just like, <laughs> so we get it's casino night. And they've got this, like, casino graphic. It's really interesting how they chose to edit, like, just this sequence. I love it. I like it, too. I just, like, it just doesn't really fit with anything else they've ever done. So I'm just, like, wondering. I'm just wondering what the process was for them to choose this. Like, I think it was supposed to kind of feel like a heist movie. I'm not mad at it or anything. I'm just, like, I'm just wondering what made them choose that. Okay. As from a production standpoint, because I've done that sort of thing before. Like, think, I'm just interested. I think maybe it was, like, we want to give it a certain vibe and it would be fun. Yeah. Um, my next note is Reggie's pants. I love it. They're just great. Thanks. I would never wear white pants, so, like, I, like, congrats. I just, like, can't live my life like that, but no, I support him. Too dangerous. Yeah. But I like that he sort of, like, eschews, like, normal, like, fashion standards by being like, okay, well, I'll wear the suit, but I'm gonna wear a fashion suit. Mm. So he comes over and he's like, hey, so things are bad. Like, Elio has not lost. Like, he just keeps winning, winning, winning. So it's like... All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind. Wow, that would actually really fit. Every time I hear that, I just think of Emma Stone. Is that Kanye? I don't know. Alexa, who sings the song All I Do Is Win? All I Do Is Win is by Snoop Dogg, DJ Khaled, Ludacris, and T-Pain. Everyone yes. but Kanye. <laughs> I forgot what we were talking about. I'm like, Emma Stone. It's Emma Stone. Yeah. Elio had, okay, so they're like, oh my god, Elio's like cheating or whatever. So since they had like a special dealer, Elio wasn't actually cheating? He was just lucky? Or was he cheating? Like, it wasn't clear to me. Oh, no, 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 no. I think the dealer, because he had magic fingers, mm -hmm. wish I hadn't used that sentence, was purposefully pushing Elio up. Oh. So that he would win and win and win and win, and then Ronnie could go in with a gigantic pot and take everything. Okay. Because Elio's putting, he's betting his own money. So yeah. she just snagged all his money from him. Right. It's genius. Okay. And so he's like, like, he's going to make us bankrupt. Like, things are going to be bad. And she's like, oh my god, I thought the house always wins. And so I was like, okay, I need to look up, like, what this actually means. So this is what I found. Casino games are designed to provide the house with a built-in edge, stacking the odds in the casino's favor. No matter what game you choose to play, the odds of the casino winning your money are greater than the odds of you winning the casino's money. All casino games are designed so that the potential payout to the players gives the casino a slight advantage. Yeah. Obviously, because it's a business. Yes. Right? It makes sense. Stuff is rigged. But of course, Elio already owns a casino. He knows the house always wins, so he knows how to... Manipulate it. Manipulate it. Yep. So they're like, oh my god, like, he must be cheating, right? And it's like, he was, but he didn't mean to be. <laughs> um, so Reggie's like, do you want me to throw him out? And she's like, no. And she uses, we will not go quietly into the night, which is a line from Independence Day. What? I know that whole speech by heart. <laughs> go ahead. I would love to hear it. Actually, right now in this moment. We will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to go on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Wow. Oh. Thank you. Congrats. That was really incredible. I love that movie. That's good. I'm this glad. has been a really Jeff Goldblum day for me. Wow. And so Veronica's like, no, no, no. I will also cheat. Off I go. And so she's like, Elio likes up. And he's like, well, I win either way. Like, I'm either winning this money or I'm winning, like, yes? Hmm. I don't know that. Well, I wasn't asking we you, so... Like, no one asked you. <laughs> okay. Don't you think Elio should have been suspicious that Veronica just had the deed ready to go? Ah. Uh, thought I'd like... Just, mm. I love that one a 
either. So she's like, okay, well, why don't you cash out? Like, you should just cash out now. Like, that'd be great. And he's like, oh, when are you going to call your dad on me? Huh? But I heard you don't even like him. And she's like, I don't like him. Uh. <laughs> That's the thing I'm sensitive about. Um, and so she's like, let's go all or nothing. Let's do it. Here's the deed to Pops right now. Let's do it. And he's like, oh, my God. Okay. Like, okay. I'm so into it. This is my life. And so he's like, when I win your your um, speakeasy, I'm going to rename it to Veronica's. And I'm like, that's rude. <laughs> Just to remind also, everybody is- who is it was originally. I'm going to name it to Veronica's, but upstairs it's called Pops. <laughs> like, What's where, the truth? Where are you going? Pops and Veronica's. I'm going to Pops and then underneath Pops is Veronica. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean to. I was just speaking. I don't want to do this with you anymore. So anyway, Veronica wins and she just walks away and I'm like, um, grab the deed. And then Reggie for grabs it. I'm like, thank you. Because I was a little bit worried about it. Well, you don't think any of that was uh, rigged, do you? I think it was actually. And hey, why don't we talk about that right now? Okay. Okay. So it looks like they made quite a bit of money, which is great because that's what they wanted to do. And Veronica and Reggie are having their lovely moments. And unfortunately, our television um, was very unkind to us. And we missed basically like most of this Um, scene because it kept freezing. I'm sticking up for our television. Okay. It wasn't our television's fault. It was Telus's fault. Okay. Because their signal was crappy. Anyway... Um, I was upset that I didn't get to see all of the heart eyes that they were making at each other, and that's what I wanted. Are you aware that since we live in Canada, Netflix puts up the new episode of Riverdale at midnight? I know. I watched it so what today. Okay. I'm still mad, though. All right. I wanted to see it in the moment. I wanted to tweet about it. Right. Um, he calls her V. I know that, like, a lot of people call her V, but, like, I like it when he does it because um, I ship them things. I'm calling them R&R. R&R. Rest and relaxation. Yep. Um, Which is what Ronnie needs. See, it works on every level. Mm. So, turns out she cheated because she got this special dealer guy. And Hiram helped her because Elio's whole family is a com- is compulsive gamblers. Mm-hmm. So, like, he knew, like, this is exactly how it was going to work. And he got Johnny Goldwater. Would you like to hear a fun fact with Johnny Goldwater? I sure would. Johnny Goldwater is played by Jesse Goldwater, the son of Archie Comics CEO John Goldwater. That is kind of cool. Isn't it cool? Yeah, I love those little tributes like that. They kept his last name and they gave basically gave him the name of his father. That's really sweet. Who is the CEO of Archie Comics. I love it. Isn't that so cool? Yeah, I really love it. And he had like said, he had like told like this uh, magazine or web site. Site. <laughs> Did you just forget the word website? No, I want it like a web article or whatever. Um, they told. Outlet. Yeah. They. Do you know what I do for a job? I know what you do for a job. I don't know the freaking lingo, though. <laughs> anyway. What? You're just funny. Why? Nothing. I just like you. What did he tell them? Oh, he just said that he was really honored to be a part of it. Aww. Yeah. He was really, really happy. Also, she calls uh, Reggie Reginald. Reginald? Which I think is cute. I love calling people by their full names. I think it's cute. Hey, when is someone going to call Archie Archibald again? They just always say it, like, on the radio or on the news or whatever. Archibald Andrews. And I'm like, who? Remember that one time when Penelope called Archie Archibald? <laughs> so, um, they're, they're up at Pops again. And he's talking about how it's been in his family for generations. He's like, you know, this is a good crime-free place. And it's always been like that. And I was like, Pop, I have such bad news for you. Because Fred Andrews got shot in the middle of your... <laughs> In the middle of your diner. I'm so sorry. And you sold your diner to a criminal in the first place. I have such bad news. I uh, I apologize. I really do. <laughs> He's like, 
this is a good wholesome place and she's like cool my boyfriend's dad was shot here there was blood on the floor um but he's like please veronica like just don't be like your dad and she's like well maybe my dad's like a good dude now like i don't know like he really helped me and pop is just like maybe he didn't um because Minetta was found dead decapitated with his hands cut off and i'm like so we automatically think it's Hiram? I mean, I do. Why? Who else would kill a sheriff? He's not the sheriff anymore. He was on the run, right? Or he was missing because he got murdered? Like, here's the thing. He was doing Hiram's and, bidding. Yeah, the continuity is actually- Or the timeline doesn't really line up. So he was doing Hiram's bidding, right? Because uh, here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. At the very end of season two, I'm still waiting for this to come back. Cause like, And it's kind of like trickling in, right? Like, I'm waiting for it, the big- reveal to happen because at the end of season two Hiram was like hello my like group of of rogues and it was like yeah Penny and Malachi okay those two have been in this season that's fine Penelope she's doing it eventually she'll get her brothel great Claudius is now coming in this this episode so we can see how Claudius is coming in on the plan great Minetta I think it was the last one yeah Minetta was doing Hiram's bidding, like, killed those kids in the mine and stuff and everything, and now Veronica figures him out, and he goes missing. I feel like Minetta is still Hiram's ally, but unless Hiram thinks that Minetta is going to throw him under the bus. Yeah, I think, I think that he solved a problem before it could present itself. In which case, I obviously, like, Hiram doesn't murder people himself. He's gonna get somebody else to murder him. Yeah, someone else has done his, uh... Bidding. Dirty work. That's dirty what work. I wanted. But... He doesn't have, like, he has this new driver that we don't know anything about. Like, it's not, it's not Andre anymore. And it's not Manetta anymore because Manetta's the one who got murdered. Like, who did the killing? Because I know it wasn't Hiram. I, we'll find out. Okay, great. So we're just going to take a brief break to talk about Patreon. Um, our Patreon is patreon.com slash theafficionados. And if you don't know what Patreon is, it's basically a service where you can subscribe to donate to your favorite creators. And if we are one of those creators, that's pretty dope, actually. Um, so basically it's like a monthly donation to help us with our server costs and our hosting fees and all sorts of ridiculous things that it takes to make a podcast. So if you are interested in helping us out, our Patreon is patreon.com slash And Robin, what's the date? You have until, I believe, Robin's going to correct me, um, December 12th? Nope, December 10th. Um, if you want to become a patron, we will send out postcards because we still have the rest of our postcards left from when we sent out our original patrons, their postcards. So hit us up if you want to do that. Okay. I love you. Um, what the date to do? It was do- December 10th. Yeah. So when this comes out, they'll have one day. One more storyline, my friend. Actually, like, here's the thing. I don't think I have a lot to say about the storyline, but I'm not sure. But you do. Oh, I do? Yeah. A lot happened. Oh, I really hate Ethel. Oh my god. You know what? That's really all I have to say about the storyline. I fucking hate Ethel Mux. I wish that I didn't because I wanna I, like Ethel. I prefer to She's the only plus size girl on this show. Yeah. And they made her out to be like a crazy nerdy bitch. And I, I mean, that's also me. But I feel like I'm a little bit more tolerable than <laughs> Ethel. Just a little bit. Yeah. Honestly, Ethel's the character that I hate the most in this whole show. Because at least Hiram has a decency to be interesting. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Hiram's being like, do whatever you want. I don't care. I'm still going to be there. I'm still going to like, whatever. But Ethel isn't saying do whatever you want. Every time some- Betty's going to do something interesting, Ethel comes in and says, no, don't do that. And you're just like, Ugh! she's infuriating. Which makes her great as an antagonist. Yeah. Because she just makes you want to scream. Yeah. And so like, 
as a character, they're very effectively using her, like, infuriability. That's not a word. I just made it up, though. Sure. But um, in terms of, like, oh, this character was great and actually kicked off a great feminist storyline in season one. Yeah. To taking her here to, like, just being nothing but a pile of crappy tropes yeah. makes me really sad. It is sad. Yeah. I understand why Ethel is here at the Sisters because she had a seizure and yikes. And also she's a crazy person. But I, you know, she was all about the farm, right? I expected her to be at the farm. I didn't expect her to be here. And also, like, I think we have to be careful using the word crazy because... I don't know if Ethel's crazy. I think Ethel is being brutally manipulated mm. and persuaded while having a very vulnerable mind. There's only, there's like. Because it's like, I called her crazy, but I didn't mean it. There's like two ways this could go okay. at the end of the season. Okay, okay, okay. Ethel could have a complete change of heart or like snap out of it and be like, oh my god, what was I thinking? I'm so sorry. And she can continue on in the story. Or. She is going to die. And it's Riverdale. And it's Riverdale. I think, I don't think Ethel's making it through this season. I don't think so either. Personally. So. So. Let's start with the storyline. Mm -hmm. Betty's doing the inkblot test. And of course, she's seeing dead Dwayne, Black Hood, Gargoyle King. But of course, she's saying different things. So I have a question for you. Okay. What did you see in those blots? Well, I definitely saw the Black Hood. Oh, For yeah, sure. Yeah. That one was like... The most obvious. And of course, after seeing all of the art of the Gargoyle King, I definitely saw the Gargoyle King as well. Okay. But for the dead body, I mostly was just like, an X? <laughs> an X? I saw, um, at first I saw a butterfly. Mm. And then I saw um, a chromosome. Okay. And um, that was it. That's all I That makes know. sense. I think that I that I also, like for the dead body one, I definitely did see a body. Mm -hmm. but, it, but when I first looked at it, like I was like, it didn't occur to me that it would be dead. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, just like a person. It's clear that Betty like immediately was like, that's a dead body. But when I looked at it, I was kind of just like, okay, a person who's like in the middle of a snow angel. Like, <laughs> you know, that was just what I thought. And Sister Woodhouse is being like, uh, check, check. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Do you think she can tell that she's lying? Like Betty's? Yeah. Listen. Because what she actually wants is for Betty to spill every secret. Lily's a great actor. Lily's fantastic. She's fantastic. But I don't know if Betty is as good of an actor as Lily is. You know what I mean? Which is kind of the brilliance of Lily, though. Yeah. It's like she imbued Betty with like that little bit of discomfort. Those mm -hmm. those couple pauses to yeah. show, okay, I'm really having to think about these. She hesitates. Things. Yeah. She hesitates. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, so they're all getting their candy, uh, including a character named Nellie. Mm-hmm. Who we literally just like, go ahead, Nellie, get your candy. That's all. I don't even know who Nellie is, but her name's Nellie. Okay. Okay. And Betty's talking about how Alice really likes the sisters. Like, it seems like she really trusts them and everything. I'm like, mm, sounds fake. I don't... It didn't, like, maybe the this sisters is helped this you. This is Betty's opinion. Though. Yeah, like, maybe the sisters helped Alice. Maybe they did, right? But it was very clear the sisters did not help Polly. No. So, and and so she's saying that Alice thought that Betty was going to be safe from the Gargoyle King here, when in reality, she actually led him right to his freaking door. I would like to put in a petition for this show from now on to only be narrated by Betty. Dude. Her internal dialogue, I was like, God, this is what's always going on in Betty's head. She's fantastic. She's so good. But that doesn't come out normally. I also wanted to say that, like, not everybody can go into an ADR booth, do a brain like a inner monologue yeah an inner monologue and not sound stupid yeah lily does not sound stupid and that's like hard yeah 
She, she makes it sound, she gives it so much character. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, she really does a really good job here. I, yeah, I just, like, think Lily's great. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I think, honestly, I've thought, I've thought, I've thought Lily was great since 101. I still think Lily's great. And I, Lily's probably, I don't know, I think she's the best. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think she's the best. She's I think she's so cool. Anyway, so, they're, like, prescribed candy, basically. But it's, like, it's a treat. And you're, like, you're welcome. Is it? You're welcome. Hot dogs? When Cheryl was here, were there any men? I feel like there were boys there when Cheryl was. Am I wrong? Yeah, because um, during, or sorry, Kevin said that that's where he would hook up with dudes that would sneak out. Yeah, so there are boys there. Yeah, but I think maybe there's a girl's wing and a boy's wing. Oh, maybe they're like... Separated. Separated. Yeah, and then maybe they're like together for like random things like movie night. Yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah, okay, cool. Cool. So they're saying that you get the candy for good behavior, but I'm like and bad behavior clearly like it doesn't look like yeah it's like if you're bad you don't get high i I, guess, I, I guess i think it's it's so weird because they're just like you get candy if you're good or bad but it's like and you have to go see the gargoyle king if you're bad or good yeah you know like really, we're playing fast and loose with the rules here mm-hmm. you know and so then like betty's like Ugh, fizzle rocks grows and she looks around and everyone's kind of just like a little bit off yeah she's like hey Everyone here is high, and that's weird. When Betty threw her candy in the garbage, both me and you were literally like, flush it, flush it, flush it down the toilet. Why are you doing that? Everybody walks into your room and can see that you threw it out. Flush it down the toilet. I was infuriated by this. Yeah. Like, or literally all she had to do was, like, hold it in her hand until it melted. Yeah. Like, she could have done so many things that weren't dump it in an empty trash can. (laughs) Empty trash can, too. (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) And so it turns out, wow, Ethel is her roommate. Can you believe it? No, I don't even want to believe it. I'm not interested in believing it. It's interesting that now they're just like, you get roommates. Like, I feel like we maybe could have inferred that before. Like, I think when, when she went to Polly's room, there were like two beds, you know? Oh, but, hey! um, But I don't think there were in Cheryl's. Like, Cheryl was like in like solitary confinement. Yeah, I'm just Cheryl, interested. Cheryl was freaking trapped. I'm just interested in who everyone else's roommates have been. Yeah. Like, the, the fact that there are roommates now. Yes. Yeah. So... Last season, Ethel was like, I made the magazine cutout thing. Which already, already Ethel's nuts. Yeah. I made the magazine clipping notes because she like, when, sorry, when Jughead came into her dressing room from Carrie the Musical and he saw the magazine clippings and he was like, oh my God, it was Ethel. She's like, that's for my vision board. Yeah. So when she walked in, I was like, oh my God, Ethel's vision board. And by that, she quite literally means she did say that out loud in our living room. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did. I did. Yeah, but now she calls it her warrior board. Like, I'm having a dissociative episode. Like, I don't... <sighs> you have got to see this board. I don't want to! Pretty. it is... I can't it's just the thing. worst. It's Here's the, the worst. Here's the thing. I don't want to see her vision board because I don't want her vision board to resemble in any way what the pictures folder on my computer looks like. Mm. You know? Like, I don't want to be read. I don't want to be exposed. I don't want to see my own, like, Twitter account, mm. like, basically become her vision board. You know? Like, I don't I don't want to know how out of control I am. Because, like, I, I feel like it's going to look like a Tumblr. <gasps> oh my god, is that her Tumblr? Every time that a character, like, on a TV show or even in a movie, like, makes something like this where they need pictures of themselves, it's just weird because it's, like, very clearly just, like screenshots screenshots of like previous scenes you know so it's like who took that of you i'm about to show it to you right now i i've already enhanced it so it's like brighter and lighter and everything um zoom and enhance (laughs) it's just like do you want to hear an an example 
Sure. You're going to sigh as soon as I say this, but I want people to know. If you bring up High School Musical, I swear to God. You're about to bring up High School Musical. Are you about to bring up High School Musical? In High School Musical 3, Gabby, like, breaks up with Troy. And he and Troy has, like, this picture of Gabriella in his room in a frame. And it's just <laughs> a promotional photo from HSM1. <laughs> so stupid and another one is like in like i think it's like catching fire kind of like it's like a locket or something i'm just seeing this in my head kind gets like a locket from like gail or Peta or something and she opens it up and it's literally just promotional photos from each from hunger games one of her mom and her sister yeah yeah like like it, this just happens all the time and it's like really weird i'm so sorry i'm about to show you this i'm like so sorry it's Why? like it's just like how bad is this that you're apologizing oh boy so um this is ethel's vision board Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> I don't really know, like, where to start. I just, I just really quickly want to shout out the props department because this is a masterpiece. This is really, it's just very creepy. Like, look at this. Like, it's this picture so right here unsettling. is literally from the beginning of season two when the, like, Black Hood almost gets her. Yeah. Right? Like, it's like. Oh, yeah, that's literally her walking home alone. This is just pictures from, like, the thing. Or, and, like, selfies Shannon Purser has taken. I like, love this. So, like, first of all, if. The one love sign. I just want people who are listening to this, if you have the means, please go and look at this again because it's really incredible. I'm gonna try and, like, uh, break it down for you. So, I don't even know where to start here. This Let's looks start- like one of those joke memes that everyone did in, like, 2014 where it's, like, cut out pictures and then it's, like, you know, like, the little candy hearts with, like, sassy sayings on them yeah. and it's, like, too cool for you and things yeah. like that. This is what this looks like to me. I don't... Okay, so let's start with the big heart in the middle. Okay. So the big heart in the middle, like, it's a picture of Ethel and it looks like a picture of the Gargoyle King. And it's, like, half, like, oh my gosh, like, oh my gosh, it's, like, one person, but, like, half of it's Ethel and half of it's the Gargoyle King. And another way that you can interpret it is that the Gargoyle King is kissing Ethel. And you can tell it's the Gargoyle King because it's a gargoyle with a crown on. And Ethel has a pasted bow on her head. Um, and it says, one love. I'm literally Googling the word gargoyle to see if I can find that exact picture of a gargoyle. It's just, like, really confusing because it's, like, Ethel want- is, like, in love with the gargoyle king, but also the gargoyle king wants her to be with Jughead. So it's, like, I'm a little bit confused about it. There's a lot of gargoyle imagery, and it specifically says, like, Hellcaster and Ethel, and there's, like, an E in a heart and an H in a heart, right? So it's, like, Ben was a Hellcaster. Jughead was a Hellcaster. Like, it really seems like the Gargoyle King is saying, you need to be with a Hellcaster, beach. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's gotta be a Hellcaster. And Hellcaster and- Okay, I don't know how to say this word. It's like N-I-S-S-E. Is it just Nis? Nis? Nis, or whatever. So I looked up what that was, because that was a brand new character that we hadn't heard of before. And see, there's like a little- Like, there, she has her, their character cards in the bottom here. Oh, and that one says- Nis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Gargoyle King down here is just saying, Ethel, my love, right? So, like, we've got the Hellcaster, which is, like, this, like, creepy armored with, like, horns and everything. And then we have Nice, which which looks like this, like, it, it's kind of a Katniss character, like Evangeline Lily in The Hobbit, like, kind of character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, when I looked up what a Nice was, it was, like, a gnome elf sort of thing. Well, that kind of looks like an elf. Yeah, but, like, a, like, an like, actual, a, like a gnome. No, it was, like, a gnome. Like, it was, like like Christmas elf gnome like in like Norwegia oh. in Norway Norway Did you just say Norwegia? I am Norwegian. I'm really embarrassed about it, please. So, um yeah, and these usually Norwegian are uh they 
are solitary, mischievous, domestic sprites responsible for the protection and welfare of the farmstead and its buildings. They're associated with Christmas like an elf. So, so Norwegia. So this doesn't look like that. So I don't know what this is. And also, Ethel was a princess. So now that she's finished her game, like she told Jughead that she finished her game. Now she's finished her game, but she chose a new character and now she's playing again. I mean, like possibly. I'm literally looking to see if any of these pictures show up on Google. And I'm really disappointed that Ethel didn't use this one where it looks like a, oh my god, um, yeah. gargoyle is a bodybuilder. Yeah. I'm, did she use this one? It doesn't look like it. I am heartbroken. Oh my god. Oh, oh there it is. Here's one, right? On the top right corner. Yep. Yeah. You guys, there's just so much here. There's so much here. I'm sorry. I'm going to take like forever to like go through this whole thing because there's so much here. I'm so confused because she wants to be with the Gargoyle King, but she wants to be with the Hellcaster, you know? So it's like, <sighs> and here's the thing. This is the niece-ness like bo- body with her head on top. This is the Hellcaster's body with the Gargoyle King on top. So is the Gargoyle King a Hellcaster? Like, I don't get it. And like, I think she's just writing her own fan fiction at this point. And she's like, ooh, what if we were both playing the game? Here's what we play. Right. And here, okay. Anyway, there's just, there's a lot going on. This looks like a dragon, not even a gargoyle. But here's my, here's one of the things that are most interesting. Oh, wait, what's this? What does that say? Helly. What does that mean? Hellcaster. Nickname for Hellcaster. Ew! Okay, wait. Brittany. What? I want to show you this and see if you can figure out what it is, okay? Okay. What does that say? The wedding stone. The wedding stone?! Oh my god, that was a quest in the Midnight Club. Oh! That when Cheryl like made them go off into pairs. That's right. So that's still here. That's a thing. There are a lot of butterflies. Can you just zoom in and show me the whole thing? Like zoom in and just kind of pan. This is, oh, sorry. This is the footbridge question mark? Like that could be a picture of the footbridge that we keep talking about? for sure. That's an H for Hellcaster. Ethel says, I love you. This is horrifying ethel my love ethel my love um then there's just more pictures of shannon purser a lot of butterflies yeah a lot of this, butterflies. okay wait this is my favorite okay so they have like those like <gasps> oh <laughs> I can't. shut up okay so there are like those like really iconic like like um like uh kind of dumb like pictures of like the sunset and then it's like the shadows like a silhouette of like hands like making a heart right so one of the hearts is a human, or one of the hands is a human heart, and she has drawn, on the other hand, like, talons, like a gargoyle. So that's embarrassing for her. Yeah. Yeah. I found the exact picture. Yeah. That took no time. Till death. Till death is another thing that it says. Till death. So great. She's wearing a crown because she wants to be the gargoyle queen. Oh. Forever. Okay. Here's a, here's a big one, though, Brittany. Is that not the Illuminati eye right at the beginning oh there? Oh my god. It's big brother. Awesome. Is watching you. But it has bloodshot eyes. Big Brother's watching you. I always feel like somebody's watching me. That's it. I hated it. Thanks. That's the that's the vision board. Cool. So Ethel is um an out of control person and I don't know what to do about that. It's like a lot. So if you can, go back and check it out because it's I need really you to something. Know they paid sixty five dollars to use this image. They paid sixty five dollars to get the license to the Peace Peace sign, hand hand stock, video footage, 4K and HD video clips. Just so that they could draw a claw on it and stick it on a poster. Mm. I love it. Okay. So Betty's talking about how, like, she's going to run away soon. Anyway, she just needs to get what she needs to get. Mm -hmm. And Ethel talks about he's, she's just been, like, chatting with the gargoyle king. You know, just chatting. Yeah. And she's like, oh, will you introduce us? And she's like, no, that's Sister Woodhouse's job. But also she's already said that uh, Betty isn't worthy. Yeah, what happened to that? She said that Betty would never never be worthy of playing the game. So she how says, could she be worthy to meet 
Yeah, she's like, oh my god, like, Betty, you're just, like, you're so not worthy to play, right? So here she's just like, no, I can't because Sister Woodhouse's job. And then later, she says, Betty, come play with us and everything. And then as soon as Betty's mean to her, she's like, you're never, you're worthy and you'll never, you're not worthy, you'll never be worthy. So I'm like, okay, so where is this going? Like, this is so inconsistent about, like, Betty's worthiness to play the game. She doesn't even want to play the game. I think she's only worthy if Ethel deems her worthy by, um, like, Betty doing what she wants. Yeah. She says, when they misbehave, they go to talk to the Gargoyle King. Neat. Ethel misbehaves, or does she just walk in and chat? Like, I just, like, it's it's confusing. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Like, did the sister, because the sisters seem to, like, give Ethel, like, special treatment. So, is it because she's the favorite? The part, like, one of my notes back, like, when we get to the point in which Betty, like, goes down and, like, can't get through the door, and they're like, oh my god, Betty, like, what are you doing? And we turn around, why is Ethel there? Why is Ethel so special? Because I think Ethel is Caesar's pet. Has Ethel been chosen by the Gargoyle King? Probably. I'm so, okay. And by chosen by the Gargoyle King, I mean easy to manipulate. Yeah, exactly. So she's like, well, you won't tell me, but you would have told Jug. And she's like, yeah, um, I wasn't gonna mention it, but, like, since you brought him up, I just, like... Gosh, this is so awkward. He's just not that into you, you know? Like, the Gargoyle King says that I should be with Jughead, and, you know, we really connected back, like, down in the bunker and everything, so. I understand. I'm really sorry, Betty. And Betty's like, you are psycho. (laughs) You have lost your goddamn mind. But it's, like, it's not, like, on her vision board, there's anything about Jughead. It's just about a Hellcaster. I don't think she cares if it's Jughead, if it's Ben. It just has to be a Hellcaster. It has to be a Hellcaster. Yeah. So who's Hellcaster now? I don't think we know. Who was Hellcaster in the game? In the Midnight Club? Uh, I'm just trying to figure out which adult Ethel's gonna go for. <laughs> um, I don't think anyone was. Okay. Uh, no, I don't think anyone was. Okay. So she's like, okay, well, he told me that you like literally blackmailed him into kissing you, so that's not really cute. Um, I love that Betty failed um, her test immediately. Yeah. (laughs) And so Ethel's like, wow, Betty, like, you're so cool. Like, you've always acted like you're better than me, but this isn't Riverdale High. Like, I'm the queen bee here. And I'm like, okay, Betty wasn't the queen bee at Riverdale High. It was, like, Veronica or Cheryl. And also, weird flex. Yeah, like... I'm the queen bee at this institution that we are both at because of mental health reasons and that we are all being drugged at. Mm -hmm. This is my kingdom. (laughs) kingdom mm-hmm. and so she's just saying like betty you just have to be honest with everybody and honest with yourself right you just have to like start with eating this candy that they gave you that's oh, no, been in the you. garbage no like betty good. betty could have been like actually that now that i've put it in the garbage it's probably really gross um can you give me a fresh batch yeah yeah actually can you go <laughs> please um and so she's like lie time ethel i just want to be your friend can we like hang out roomy uh, and ethel's yeah. like mm-hmm. Sure. I love you. Sorry. You gotta finish the vine. (laughs) So Ethel's like, okay, I'll keep the secret, but just so you know, like, the candy's actually really good. And Betty's like, I don't believe you. Cool. Like, the candy's good because it's full of drugs. Yeah. Um, so they're all, like, out, like, pruning the plants, the foliage, I guess. Well, someone has to tend to it. I guess. Um, and then she sees Cliff, not Clifford, sorry, Claudius Blossom and, like, the whole, like, maple syrup thing. So we were wondering if Claudius was going to come back. And you said no, and I said yes, and I feel good about saying yes. Did I say no? You sure did. I don't remember saying no. I do. Okay, whatever. I don't believe a lot of things that Brittany says because she has a bad memory. So everybody let me know if I said no or not. How dare you? (laughs) How dare I speak the truth? How dare you say accurate things? (laughs) So she's like, that's weird because maple syrup isn't served here because that would make this place, um, tolerable. So that 
can't be Why it. Why wouldn't they serve maple syrup there? I know. I'm like, I don't. Well, we don't know what they eat there, right? Like maybe. Oh, yeah. I mean, considering they eat drugs, they literally eat drugs there. <laughs> they eat drugs. So why is Claudius bringing it? Obviously, right? So she sees Hiram pull up and. Sister Woodhouse gives him an an envelope. So, like, he's bringing, like, this maple syrup stuff to them. She's giving him an envelope, right? So there's been a transaction, but we don't know what it is. Do you think the piss- the pisters? Do you think the sisters are paying for the drugs? Because, like, obviously he's delivering the drugs. Why would they pay for them? Do you think the sisters are giving him, like- patient files or something like it's got to be something that fits in like a tiny envelope like that you yeah know? Like, because like they're supposed to be guinea pigs so why would the sisters pay to be guinea pigs they wouldn't pay because like the girl really quickly here says Hiram is an angel donor like he donates to them why would they be giving him money if the whole thing is that he gives them money the info must be little checkups on Betty right okay yeah so like the creepy happy girl is like he's called the man in black yay and for some reason, everyone call- knows it by that. And of course, H- Hiram would support a garbage organization like this. At some point, do you think every single woman is going to end up at the sisters? Mm. Like, it's Ronnie's turn next, right? She's been there. But like, institutionalized? Yeah. Who knows? Why has no one in this town thought, hey, this seems illegal? I can't see Veronica broken like that. I don't want it. I don't want it for I anybody. I want Veronica to break them. Mm. Yeah. Go to the FBI. Yeah. So she's like, hey, like, Hiram kind of brought the drugs to Ascension Night, so, like, maybe that's, like, a connection that connection? I can make there. And so the lady's like, um, can you get back to work? And Betty's like, bite me. <laughs> Which is exactly what Alice said in 304. So I love that for them. I, like, stand a mother-daughter duo, even though I can't even claim Alice right now after all the stuff she's done. I love inner Betty more than I love outer Betty. Just in general. Thank you for voicing exactly what I was trying to say earlier. Yeah. That is so accurate. So, Betty's, like, down a hallway. She's looking for, like, a door that's, like, unlocked. Like, anything, right? She's looking for the files and everything. And she finds the Gargoyle King's chamber. I love how it's, like... Why is the chamber at the sisters? And it's so obvious, too. Like, she's, like, it's a secret. You can't know where he lives, right? And Betty's just, like, I'll walk down a hall. Oh, there it is. Is it the Gotta giant be that one. imposing door that's kind of tinted red? Is it the cathedral? Like, is it a cathedral? Is it a religious thing? Like, I don't know. Mm. Um... So she hears, like, screaming from inside, and so she hides. This girl's all messed up and everything. And it's like, when they put Betty in at the end, they all leave. But with this girl, Sister Woodhouse was also in there, you know? So it's like, yeah, I just, I have questions. So that means that Sister Woodhouse knows what the king looks like, and if it's real. Yeah, And considering Jughead has seen the king and wasn't high... Alice saw the king and wasn't high. Betty saw the king and wasn't high. Betty saw the king and wasn't high and then saw the king and was high. Yeah. But kind of begs the question of why she screams at the end. Yeah. I guess because it's really scary when you're high. Kind of scary when you're sober too. Yeah. But the Gargoyle King is clearly real. I, yes, I think that the Gargoyle King is a mixture. Are there multiple Gargoyle Kings? Maybe. Possibly. But I think that there's definitely a mixture. Like, I feel like you see him once and then if you, like... Every other time that, like, the, you get, you have the fizzle rocks, you see him again. You know, like, yeah. I don't, I definitely don't think that at the very end there that the actual Gargoyle King was behind Stewart House. It could have just House. been, like, a Gargoyle stat, a Gargoyle King, like, like, recreation or, like, the costume or something. And that would scare them. Just oh, seeing that figure. Okay. I don't know. Um, I think that the Gargoyle King, as a manifestation, is... I think it's a dude in a suit. Is both... Real and imaginary. Okay. Um, that's all really I can help. The only way I can really explain right. it, the way I feel about it. 
But Ethel stops Betty from going inside because she's the worst buzzkill in the whole world. And I don't like her. And she's like, um, this area is off limits. And I'm like, then why are why you are here? Go away. You know, like, obviously they're like, keep an eye on Betty. She's a troublemaker. And Ethel's like, you got it. Can I, do I have a jurisdiction to do whatever I want? Sure. You know, like, whatever. So she's like, oh, hey, like, I'm looking for the medical archives. Like, Sister Agnes sent me. I don't know. And she's like, um, Betty. Only the infirmer allowed in the infirmary. And Sister Agnes would know that, you liar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so she's like, let's go back to our room now. Like, I think it's funny that every time they're like, Betty, what are you doing? She's like, I'm lost. I don't know. Like, I, she's I, literally I, down. I don't know, Your Honor. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> she's literally down in, like, the dusty, musty, freaking like, tunnels at the bottom. And she's, like, knocking on the door to get out. She's like, help me, help me. And they're like, Betty, what are you doing? And she's like... <laughs> Oh gosh, I was lost again! I'm still lost! I don't know how I keep ending up places. I don't, I don't know what's going on, you guys. This is so weird. You guys, help me out here. So, everyone's, like, hanging out, playing games in, like, this, like, kind of just gathering area that they all kind of have. And Betty's like, act normal, act normal, everything is fine. And so she finds a paperclip so that she can pick the lock on I the I love that. I love Betty, file. little thief. She does that all the time. She's like, I'm the best at picking locks. That's my thing. I'm like, you are the best at picking locks. I wish they'd give her another thing, though. Every time they're just like, hey, can you pick a lock? She's like, yeah. Like, give her something else to do. That's her job in the heist. Yeah. She's the lock picker. And also the car person. Oh, yeah. She's, she, would, she would be very helpful in a heist. So they're legit playing the game, like, in there. Like, Ethel and, what was it, uh, three other girls are playing actual g g Yeah. So that's why I definitely think that my, like, kind of revelation earlier is that, like, she was the princess, and now she's pl- she started a new game. Because she yeah. told Jughead that she finished her game. Yeah. And now she started a new one. Do you think she's game master now? Yes. Okay. Because it seems to me, at least, that every time... Like, you can tell who the Game Master is because they're the ones who are behind the little, like, castle yeah. graphic. Oh, that's right. You're right. Yeah. So, I think Tiffany was... No, sorry. Daisy was the one when those, like, girls were playing earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, She was the one who was behind. So, yeah. I'm just, like, guessing. I think that's what the... I, no, I think you're right. Symbol is. She asks Betty if she wants to play, but, like, she's not allowed to play because she's not worthy. Like, I just... I don't know. I think um, it's a test. I think she's testing Betty to see if Betty actually drank the Kool-Aid. If she actually wanted to play Yeah, if Betty yeah. wants to play, then she would help. Yeah. There's a blackboard in the back that says, a good tree cannot bear bad fruit, a bad tree cannot bear good fruit, which is uh, Matthew 7.18. Oh, okay. So that's from the Bible. There you go. All right. There's a whole lot of crosses, so I'm not surprised that there's a Bible quote in here yeah i mean there's a lot of religious imagery let's totally yeah so she's like come play with us betty like friends play together let's go and so betty's like okay time to start a fight so she walks over and she's like actually ethel we're not friends because friends don't kiss each other's boyfriends and ethel's like this again she's like i shouldn't have even told you that jughead and i kissed (laughs) as if jughead didn't tell betty as if jughead hadn't already told her yeah and so she's just like um the gargoyle king ships me and Jughead together. So, like, it's definitely gonna happen. What is that supposed to mean? I have no idea. And she's like, oh my god, Ethelhead forever. I'm like, Ethelhead is even worse than Vughead. Vughead. Oh, Vughead! Vughead is the worst one. It's called Geronica, and I will stand by that for the rest of my life. So anyway, she's like, oh my god, Betty, like, you're just jealous because Jughead and I are worthy and you aren't, and you will never be. And you'll never meet the Gargoyle King. She didn't say endgame. Yeah. That's true. At least she didn't say endgame. She gets points for that, I guess. And so Betty's going to fake a seizure, which I think is kind of messed up for people who actually have seizures. Well, I mean, Betty actually has seizures. That's true. She had it once. 
but like people who like actually suffer from like epilepsy and stuff like that's a fair point i think it would it i mean it worked yeah for betty like and that's great i just think it's might as well like try and weaponize something that's happening to you anyway yeah i just think it's like a little harmful okay for the community okay you know what i mean yeah i didn't think about that is that okay so they believed it. Great. Sure did. And she's now infirm. So she's in the infirmary. Um, and they're like, oh, we must reevaluate her dosage. And they're like, okay. So they leave. <laughs> they literally like just close the door, but he's like, whoop, hello. And she's, I guess, the only person in the infirmary. Like, did no one notice that she immediately got up? Like, the only, like, you know what this reminded me of, actually? What? Like, I don't know why she's the only person in the infirmary, but like, this reminded me of like, in Chamber of Secrets, when Harry's just like, oh my god, Dobby, like, what the heck? He's just doing a whole bunch of things. Yeah. And like, He's like, I'm the only person in here except for freaking Colin Creevy who's paralyzed, oh, yeah, you know? Oh, exactly. He's like, there's no one else in here. Yeah. Um, so, like, she snoops through the files and she finds, like, herself and finds her file. And the drug is called Bulio Lapis, which means, which is Latin. Okay. And it means something like bubble stone. So, fizzy. Oh, okay. Fizzy. Okay. Fizzle rocks. The other things it says is that she has sporadic seizures. As of... Right now, all we know is that she's only had one. Yeah, like, for can sure. Can you really call them sporadic if she's had one and then one sort of, like, incident? Be- yeah, like, she was, home. like, dizzy a little yeah. bit. And then this time, like, it makes sense that they're saying sporadic seizures because yeah. she's making it seem like she's having sporadic yeah. seizures. Seems to be responding well to testing. Seems to be. Per HL, increased dosage after one week. HL being Hiram Lodge. Hiram Lodge. So Betty thinks that they're using the patients as lab rats, which is gross. But it seems like they're handing out fizzle rocks to freaking everybody, so... Yeah, I was gonna say, aren't they, like, they're lab rats regardless. Yeah. Um, so she takes the, like, page when she should just be taking the entire folder. Yeah, but someone's gonna notice a folder missing more than they're gonna notice one page. I guess that's true. I feel like they're gonna notice either way because they're, like, taking special particular care of her, you know? Yeah, okay. And, like, that way they won't have... I don't know, it could be still, it could be computerized, but um, then they won't have all her information. Like, I'm sure it still has a lot more information about her. Yeah, she didn't in there. take the time to look at the rest of it, which yeah. I was kind of surprised at, but she was short on time. Yeah, that's true. So it's time to run. And uh, unfortunately, the door is blocked now, which like, duh, because they saw Cheryl and everybody leave out that door. They probably have cameras down there. So like, convenient that they marked the door with an X. I know. Like, no one walking down there before was like, hey, I wonder where that door is marked with an X. Hmm. Like, and it's not even like a, like, it could be like a tiny X somewhere, right? It's like yeah, giant, No, it's like right? a huge ass X. Yeah. Speaking of X, this exact same thing happens in the X-Files. Mm-hmm. In my favorite episode that Lindsay and I, my sister and I watch every Christmas Eve. For, like, the last ten years, which is how the ghost stole Christmas. Literally, Mulder opens a door, and where there used to be a doorway, there is now a brick wall. Mm-hmm. And so, like, this ghost who's, like, trying to, like, manipulate him into, like, committing suicide um, is, like, brick wall? And he points to the door, or he points to his head, and he goes, brick or brick wall. Oh. 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 Okay. Okay. Um. So everybody shows up and they're like, "Oh my god!" Like we knew Betty was up to no good. Like, oh my god! And so Did they're gonna, know? yeah, they're gonna force the candy on her now. I have a question. If you're gonna force anything on me, make sure it's candy. So this is a little bit different because, like, this whole time I've been like, "Why are they calling her Attorney McCoy? Like, why can't they just call her like Sierra or like whatever?" You know, it's like weird that they keep calling her by her title and everything. Yeah. They keep saying like. It's just, in the opposite realm, it's weird to me that Betty keeps calling her Sister Woodhouse because that implies respect, you know? If she really hates Sister Woodhouse, why doesn't she just say, listen up, Woodhouse? You know, like, the fact that she continues to call her Sister Woodhouse, even in this moment, is I'm just like, I don't know, it just implies that she respects her, you know? Yeah. 
I didn't even think about that. I was just kind of like, yeah, that's, that's her name. But yeah, there would be, there is a power in names. I don't think the show utilizes it very well, mm. but there is a power in the disrespect of not adding the sister, especially because Sister Woodhouse is supposed to be a nun. Right? Yeah. So like dropping the sister is incredibly disrespectful. Mm-hmm. I hope Betty does that. Sometimes. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. Like, like clearly not anytime soon because now she's brainwashed. But like, I think if there was any time for her to not use the sister, it was that. Yep. You know, yep. it was like, oh, you found me out. Now I don't have to be disrespect. I don't have to be respectful anymore. Exactly. So Ethel like starts like praying to nothing. Like what? Like I don't know what. She's praying to the gargoyle king. Because Betty starts praying at the end because she sees him. So is Ethel seeing him in that moment? Is I she think hearing so. him? I think Ethel manifests him in her mind. Yeah, like she's like, oh my god, like everybody's scared of him, but I'm not. Like I talk to him all the time, and he's like, oh my god, Ethel, what's the tea? <laughs> Literally, yeah. He's like, oh my god, I have had the longest day. <laughs> he's literally like, oh my god, what's happening with Jughead? Like I really see you. I don't know. I just feel like I really should this. Like I really feel like you should be in, like with a Hellcaster. You know, I just see that for you. Yeah, like I, yeah. I really want that for you. Yeah, like you need to manifest the things that you want. You know, put it on your vision board. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. You know. She's like, I put you on my vision board. She's like, oh my god, uh, is this a proposal? Like, oh, I don't. Mind. Yeah, um, I have to go. <laughs> this is why. This is Ethel Gargoyle King RPF fan fiction. <laughs> so she's gonna go see the king now, but she mega high now. Yeah. And Ethel's like, oh my god, I was wrong. I guess you are going to see the Argoyle King. And I'm like, then what was the point of being... Then why, are you, why aren't you mad? Like, I feel like if I was Ethel, I'd be like, wow, you're so special. You get to go see the Gargoyle King. Like, ugh, I guess I was wrong. I guess you do get to do it. You know, like, I just don't know why she's like, yay, Betty, yay, you. It's so exciting for you. You know, it's like, I don't get it. I don't way. understand Ethel's personality. Yeah. All of these people are super chill about it, including these two other dudes who we never see, who we don't even know. Are they high too? I don't know. I still have more questions. Um, so there's this red light and everything, and the doors close like at Disneyland. I love that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Like, it's like when you go into, like, an inside ride where you just, like, step on, right? Mm-hmm. And then you, like, w- go through, mm-hmm. and then the doors open and close for you as you go by. Yeah, you know, like, like that's what it seemed like. Star Tours or Soren. Yeah, it was like they, they are closing at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. It's completely symmetrical, and they're closing by themselves, you know? I just want to be at, like, Disneyland right now. Yeah. Can we just go? Um, can we quick finish the pod and then go? yeah. Okay. Okay. So now they're, she's going to do the inkblot test again, and it's, like, the exact same ones, but this time she's answering, like, truthfully and honestly. So that kind of brings me back to when Ethel says, you just have to be honest with people and be honest with yourself. Now she's being honest because she has to be because she's high. <laughs> One part that I did think was really funny is when she was like, what's this? And she's like, dead body. <laughs> just, like, completely dead body. Yeah. yeah. It's a dead body. Dead body. It's like if she showed another one, she'd be like, um, dead cat. So <laughs> another one frog that got run over like <laughs> <laughs> just like all really morbid things yeah it's like um skull a skull with worms in it she's like mm, science class mouse is about to be <laughs> <Sorry. Stop! laughs> yeah you know like my hamster that died four years ago just like deadpan freaking so blunt dead body dead body um and then of course black hood gargoyle king but I like the moment where she says, what do you see here? The Gargoyle King. But she's not talking about the ink, ink blot test. Yeah, she's she's like seeing the above. actual Gargoyle King she's right like, here. Oh. Um, a hallucination question mark? Probably. Uh, yeah. Almost yeah, certainly. Yeah, 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 Almost yeah, certainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now Betty starts praying and everything. <laughs> Sister Woodhouse is like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> Sister Woodhouse is like, wait, this didn't go to plan. Yeah. You're supposed to pr- your prayers are after. Yeah. So Betty's worthy now? Question mark? How does a religious organization, how are they cool with their people, like, worshipping a false god? Yeah. 
like one that represents something that I would say is inherently satanic. Hmm. Like, I think this, like, I mean, obviously the sisters have no credibility anyway, but how have none of them, like, been like, hey, we might be on the wrong path here. Mm. Hmm. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Segments? Yeah. Cool. So uh, my first segment is a sexual jughead question mark, question mark, question mark. And the answer is yes, always yes. I don't care. You don't care. And my segment is which MILF was the most badass? Um, There weren't any MILFs. There was only one MILF. So you have to give it to her. I don't have to give it to Hermione. I can give it to off-screen um, Jughead's mom. Sure. I'll give it to off-screen Gladys for saving the day. She, hasn't done- <laughs> she doesn't even know they're on their way. I said what I said. Okay. Um, my next segment is, did the snake parents acknowledge their obvious history? They weren't even freaking in this episode. I'm so tired of not having FPNLs around. Pissed. Now it's time for our best line award. My best line goes to Betty for... This psycho bitch. This <laughs> <laughs> psycho bitch. She's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And, uh, mine goes to Jughead for... Archie, no offense, but Betty took down a serial killer last year. You can't go for five minutes without being kidnapped or getting the crap kicked out of you. Like, drag him to hell. He's like, Archie, death is coming for you real quick. I'm just trying to help you out. Death is coming, and I'm gonna try and stop it, but you gotta be less stupid. Yeah. Now it's time for our trailer reaction. Okay? Yep. Ready? Three, two, one, play. Jughead? Jelly oh my bean. god, Jelly Bean. Jelly Bean's I can't. Why? At school. I don't know I'm why. so stressed that everyone's having seizures. I'll you to your beds and electroshock the sin out of you. Oh, gotta go. <laughs> electroshock the sin out of me. Oh my We're god, this is Hi, Mom. What's coming next? There's a lot is going practically on. Biblical. What? Riverdale What's coming next is practically biblical. And this is the mid-season finale, right? I'm, so I am feel uncomfortable. Okay, so I why is Jellybean blonde? Um his whole family has dark hair and she has blonde hair. Interesting question. I feel that we will never get the answer. I'm so stressed that Tony and Ronnie are having seizures. Wait, okay, hang on. It's all the vixens having seizures. Yeah, and who are these random people who they're, like, trapped by? I think they're just random students. It's just all the vixens having seizures. Yeah, it's seizures. like, it's clearly not just, like, but but once again, this is a whole slew of just women who are having these seizures. Questions. But there's a there's another girl right here, so it's clearly not all the girls in Riverdale High. It's, it's just the vixens, the vixens, right? So is this going to have something to do with Ed, if with Evelyn Evernever as well, right? It's funny because, like, there are some girls who are like, I'm having a seizure, and there are other girls that are just like, I'm wiggling a bit. <laughs> Aww, leave them alone. So, clearly Betty was only high for a real quick sec now, and now she's back to herself. Thank God. Honestly, like, I kind of wanted to see what was going to happen. Well, they might, it might, through the episode, she might go in and out of. Right. I don't know. I was kind of interested in her being I like that she whittled herself a knife. Yeah, she whittled herself a knife. And so, so this looks like it's the inside of, like, the Gargoyle King's lair. Like, they're inside of it, right? And she's like, we're going to electroshock the sin out of you. And I'm like, what if you got electroshocked? In okay, sin? here's the thing. She doesn't say that I'm going to strap you to your bed. She says, I'm going to strap you to your beds. That tells me that there are two people in that room. Ooh. Ooh, Betty has a ma- Oh, and she's looking somewhere that isn't Betty. Yeah, look, and look at yep. Betty's face, too. She's looking at somebody else. Yep. I don't know. Like, it makes me think that it's just going to be Ethel because Ethel's the only other character we know. But, like... How could it be Ethel? You know, it's gotta be somebody else. Yep. It's gotta be somebody else. I don't know, but... Yeah, she's looking somewhere that isn't them. Okay, so now we've got this, like... Well, the episode's called Outbreak, so it makes sense that these people with, like, the masks are here, right? Yep. Stop. You're one of the infected. Is that Penny Peabody? Yeah, it looks like it's Penny. Yeah. and Okay, yeah. Um, Veronica and Cheryl in here. 
That looks like Penny Peabody. Yeah, it's Penny Peabody who's caught Archie. Motorcycles. Hiram is here at the school with Weatherby and... I don't know. And Hermione and Penelope. And she's shutting down Riverdale High. Penelope's also I think Alice here. must be in that scene, too. Okay. Oh, well, no, she's Alice at the farm. Gone. Bring Alice back. Penelope has, like, water or... I think it's maple syrup. Oh. I think this is her brothel. She finally got her brothel. Yeah. I hope it has a cool name. I hope it does, too. Yeah. That's all I can wish for her. Okay. Moose and Kevin are back together in the same place, which yep. is great. Clearly, Kevin is still in RROTC. So we're seeing how that's that's kind of going. I love that um, Cheryl is wearing patriotic boots. Mm. Also, Moose is picking up the tab. So thanks so much for that. <laughs> thanks, Moose. Thanks so much for that, Moose. I love how it's not Cheryl and, and Tony. It's Cheryl and Veronica. And Veronica's so chill about it. She's like, mwah. Well, it's not Cheryl and Tony. Oh, that's so weird. Cheryl must go insane when she finds out that Tony mm-hmm. had a seizure. Well, like, why Cheryl has a seizure, too. Yeah, why isn't Cheryl also We might have not, just not seen it yet. Yeah, we might have just not seen her. Okay, cool. I love this other dude who's, like, fully just looking right up at her. He's like, hey. And she's like, I'm not interested. She's like, I have a girlfriend. Wrong tree. Okay, so now, and Ethel, and this is the shadow of the Gargoyle King, right? Yes, so Ethel, Ethel thinks he, like, everybody's scared of the Gargoyle King, but I'm not. And it's like, maybe you should be, because clearly he doesn't like you very much in this moment. Yep. There are people with guns who are shooting out towards something. Something? Is this like a, I don't know why I think it's like a bridge or something. It looks like a bridge. I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, Jughead and Archie have come to see Gladys, who put Andy Samberg in jail. All right. I don't like her. So this is another Reggie and Pops. Reggie and Ronnie scene. I love them! Betty talking to looks the mysterious like, other person, looks but like looks Ethel like Ethel. Maybe, but isn't. If Ethel teams up with Betty, is that why the Gargoyle King gets mad at Ethel? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe? I don't know. Wait, who's behind Archie? Oh, that's Gladys. Archie is at their house, I guess. This is interesting. Hiram talks about it being biblical. Veronica's, like, looking at him like, what the heck, you crazy person. Yup. <sighs> Mid-season finale. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Thank you so much for listening. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. Um, if you're so inclined, please leave us a review on iTunes, because um, we really, we like those. Those mm-hmm. are nice. Yeah. Um, we also have a survey that's perpetually open for you to fill out that'll let us know, like, what you like, what you don't like, and more a little bit about you. It's always in the description, so yeah. if you're ever looking for our Patreon, or our survey, or I also have a Snake Parents Spotify playlist that I yeah. put in the description, too. So if you're ever looking for any of those, they're always in the description just for you to click just like that. And Super Robin easy. Has really dope taste in music, so okay. the Snake parents playlist is is good thank you it's really big like it's not for just sitting down and listening to it's for shuffling no. yeah you know? it's for just like hey i need a bunch of stuff to go on right now yeah yeah so there you go that's for that yeah um quite a few people follow it which brings me joy oh yeah it's really nice good thank job, you bud. if you're a fan of chaos the chilling adventures of sabrina we'd like to talk about that show too it's on this feed you may have seen it because we put out the very first episode it's a thing now a uh, second episode will probably go up in the new year mm-hmm. um but yeah so listen to that uh we talk about riverdale in it did you just do fun- finger guns yeah you sure did yeah if you're a fan of The 100, we like to talk about that show, too. I really like that show. Me, too. Um, <laughs> we ha- covered season four. We covered season five. We're going to talk about season six. Yeah, we're going to talk about season six. We're going to Unity Days, which is The 100 convention by the same people who are doing Sweet River Con, which is a Riverdale convention. So. Yeah, it'll be here in Vancouver, so we'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you're a fan of Lost, which I personally am, uh, we also talk about that show, too. We're all done season one, and we're halfway through season two. 
And we're taking a bit of a break here until Riverdale's done because we've got a bit of a big workload right now with all of our shows going on. Um, So our hiatus here gives you the perfect time to catch up on our Lost podcast. We have guests over there. So if you're interested, hit us up and we can make you a guest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Coming in 2019, the Stranger Things podcast. Mm -hmm. It's a Stranger podcast. Yeah. We currently have a preview up on our SoundCloud. We don't have an iTunes link yet, but we will definitely keep you updated for that. Yeah. Yeah. You can follow at The Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, YouTube, Redbubble, all over the heckin' place. We mostly are just on Twitter. Mostly Twitter, a bit of Tumblr, but Tumblr's kind of going to crap right now. Yeah, a bit of Tumblr, but um, some of the things that Robin has made for Tumblr that are not not safe for work... um, We're flagged. Yeah, not not safe for work, otherwise known as they were safe for work. Yeah. Um, They were flagged as explicit because Tumblr is a uh, dumpster park. Yeah, and on my regular Tumblr, I posted... Uh, a bunch of music, high school musical gift sets mm-hmm. that they also thought were bad. So I, mine had a bunch of pictures of Trixie Mattel that they thought were explicit, and mm-hmm. I was like, the only thing explicit is really like her the personality. She, yeah, yeah, her personality. Yeah. Really, the outfits aren't really. Sh- if anything, she's usually covered head to toe. I can't believe it took us this long to get to drag queens today. That's a, that's a new one. That's a new record for right. how long we've. You gotten. guys are welcome that yeah. we went that long. With <laughs> forgot what we were talking about oh our patreon is patreon.com slash the aficionados um if you are so inclined please consider donating because why wrong it's really expensive it's really expensive and now we have four feeds that we have to pay for um and there are a lot so we really appreciate it and yeah we'll send you a postcard yeah, help us keep doing this because we love doing it. We really do. We really do. Yeah, we really do. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's our O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me on Twitter at Apritania, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. And our social medias are also all in the description. So if you're ever looking for something, it's probably in the description. I'm sorry in advance for how garbage my Twitter is, to be honest. I'm not. Okay. Okay. Uh, our next episode is episode 308, which is Outbreak. Outbreak was a 1995 American medical disaster film. I was born in 1995. Shut up. The film focuses on an outbreak of a fictional Ebola-like virus. Um, and in... Zaire. Zaire. Where is that? Republic of Zaire. Democratic Republic of the Congo. Congo. So it is in Central Africa. Central Africa and later in a small town in the United States. It is primarily set in the United States Army Medical Research Institute of Infectious Diseases and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in the fictional town of Cedar Creek, California. Outbreak's plot speculates how far military and civilian agencies might go to contain the spread of a deadly contagious disease. So very relevant to the next episode. Very relevant. It, it makes me think that they're going to blame these seizures on something biological, yeah, which probably. is surprising to yeah. me. I like that, though. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. There's something in the water. Mm. Hmm. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.